podcast for Geeks by Geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Fallout Reloaded, Fall 2021 edition. I am your host, my name is Chris Lockhart, and I am not alone. I'm first up, I am joined by one of the co-founders of Geek Fallout, Richard Reeder. How's it going, Rich? Hey, 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 how's it going? It's great to be back. Uh, loving these uh, reloaded episodes coming on here, getting a little bit of uh, nostalgia um, for the old show, you know, getting to podcast with some old friends, and uh, it's just nice to, you know, be on the tubes again. As opposed yes. to the airwaves, I guess. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and my co-host in crime, Mr. Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kevin? It's going all right. It, I was trying to think last time I heard Rich's voice on here. I think it may have been nearly a year. Um, yeah, it's been no. a little while. Really? A year? I, I don't know. 2021. Anyway, it, 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 I mean, it seems like five years for 2021. I was going to say it. at least six months for sure. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's definitely been a while. Yeah. Definitely. And last but not least, we have Lillian. How's it going, Lillian? Oh, we are doing fantastic tonight, darling. Especially since, just like that, I haven't heard Richard's voice in forever. And it took me a second to be like, who is this person? And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so it's always fun <laughs> to be here, but. Especially fun when it's like, hey, human! Excellent. Um, well, before we get into our geek news, I, uh, I'm i just throwing this out there. A quick uh, segment I'm calling This and That. Um, so normally on, on Pop Culture Pub, we do uh, what we call brain candy, where we talk about something we've seen and read, and we give it a picker pan. So I got a couple pans here I wanted to throw out there before we started with our geek news. Um, just things that I, I've watched in the last week or read. Um, and, and as I was watching them, I'm like, I gotta mention these. I gotta warn people. I have to tell them. I gotta spread <laughs> the word. Um, I forgot how bad that 2009 G.I. Joe movie was. Man, was that bad. <laughs> was that the, is that the first one or the second one you're talking first about? First one. First one. That's okay. original with Channing Tatum. The second one was like, a little better, at least. Second was a little better, yeah. yeah. You see, like, did it come on TV? Um, yeah. Why did you watch that? <laughs> uh, That's the important part. I was at a friend's house and they were watching it, and so I kind of had to watch it. But I spent most of my time on my phone because I'm like, oh my god, I forgot how bad this is. <laughs> I mean, they had some good actors. I mean, Chris Chris Eccleson's in it, and uh, you know, like the whole angle, like where Baroness is actually like. Like Channing Tatum's ex, and she's being brainwashed, and I'm like, oh my god, this is terrible. Um, and I remember, <laughs> I remember back then, 2009. I remember being so excited for it because the trailers made it look so cool. And then when I actually watched the movie, I was so disappointed. I was like, oh my, like I think I went, I, I think I went to the theater to watch it, and so upset with it. And, Anyway. Well, now I want to go watch it to be like, was it really, like, how, 
No, I'm not going to do that to myself. It's pretty bad. No. No. It's no. pretty bad. I got. Um, I remember actually getting advanced screening tickets for that back in my blogging days, and nice. uh, yeah, that was. It was such a disappointment. Oh my gosh, um, that was just so bad. It was really fun though. Like, uh, get it? Because there was this uh, Facebook group, I think it was, or something, uh, where they would give away um, like screening tickets for. Or you had to like answer a trivia question or something, and you know be okay. one of the first ten people or something like that. So I got to see like a bunch of movies for like I don't know, it was a good like two or three years sort of thing that these people were doing it. Nice. And uh, so I got to see like a lot of movies before they actually came. Like Hot Tub Time Machine, I got to see that one early. That was really cool. Uh, the Meatball in the Sky movie. Falling meatballs, raining, oh, raining cloudy, with cloudy, cloudy with the chance. Of yeah, there we go. I'm like, he'll get there. He's getting so close, so close. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really cool. So that it was a fun. It's funny because it, like I relate it to a fun time in my life. So like I I have better memories of that movie because of the time around it. But like, yeah, those are terrible movies. <laughs> it's so sad. And aren't they rebooting it again? I feel like I've heard that they're trying to reboot it again. The, the they meatball? just did the Snake Eyes movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and I, I did see that, actually, and it was totally 100% meh. Yeah, that's what I heard. I completely agree with that term. <laughs> um, The Meatball would be a good G.I. Joe code name. <laughs> what would be? Meatball. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, heard that first year, folks. So uh, another thing, what else is on your list? Yeah, I got one more on my list, and this uh, was a Comixology sale, so it was like four ninety nine. I figured, what the hell? Um, One of the newest Marvel characters that I've been enjoying is Cosmic Ghost Rider. Um, So the so the idea behind Cosmic Ghost Rider is he's Frank Castle, Punisher. He dies, so he makes a deal with Mephisto to to you know. Square, you know, he wants to go back and deal with unresolved stuff, so he becomes Ghost Rider, becomes a Mephisto Spirit of Vengeance. Then he makes a deal with Galactus and becomes a Herald of Galactus. So not only does he have the Spirit of Vengeance, but he also has the Power Cosmic. Um, and then he ends up becoming like a, a bodyguard or, or hitman for Thanos. So anyway, he sh- he first showed up in a Thanos miniseries, and then he showed up in his own miniseries where um, he goes back to kill baby Thanos, but then he can't do it because he's just a baby. So then he tries to raise Thanos to be a nice guy, and then because he's the pu- or you know Cosmic Ghost Rider Punisher, he kills people, and Thanos little baby Thanos is seeing all this stuff, and he starts becoming homicidal himself. So that might be one of the reasons why Thanos is the way he is. But anyway. They had uh, I, I this I totally missed this, but uh, th- apparently there was a miniseries uh, a couple of years back called Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History, and man was that terrible! Oh, I I ended up I, I I think I made it halfway through and then I just deleted it. I'm like I can't do this anymore. Um, like it's like they're trying to turn Ghost Rider into dead like Cosmic Ghost Rider into Deadpool, so like. You know, he's going through Marvel history, um, and he, you know, becomes part of the fan. It's basically him screwing up time. He becomes a member of the Fantastic Four, you know, he, 
yeah, it, it was just, it was stupid. And he's, like I said, they're trying to write him like he's Deadpool. So he's, you know, got that shtick, you know, where he, everything's funny and... Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And he's telling this story to his son. Like, he goes to visit his family before they're killed. Because he's went back back in time. And, yeah, it was terrible. So... I just wanted to make sure I relayed that to everybody that uh, do not read that. <laughs> I mean, you might like there it was pretty good, but I, I did not enjoy it at all. Uh, I guess I could have saved that for the comic book segment, but but anyway, um, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Uh, let's move on to our geek news. Oh shit! Incoming! All right, so for our geek news segment, uh, the only thing I have um, for the geek news segment is that Dune Part 2 has been approved um, for shooting. It, it's approved to go ahead, which I, I when I heard that news, I was like, it's been approved now? Like... <laughs> You know, they made this Dune movie, which was, which I got to tell you, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I really, it's, it's going to be, I think it might be the my contender for movie of the year. I thought it was great. Um, but it was, you know, they, if you don't know, they split the first Dune book into, the plan is to do it in two movies, which is smart. So this one was technically called Dune Part One. And it says so when you go into the movie. Like, So I just assumed that it would have been approved for a part two, but I guess they gambled. Like, I guess the studio didn't approve it until they w wanted to see the numbers for this movie. Which That's just a terrifying thought, because if it hadn't done well, like that would have sucked. Yeah, like it just astounds me. Like, I, I would think if I was a studio guy, and, you know, because obviously they probably seen this movie months ago, um, I would have approved it as soon as I seen it. I'd be like, this is good. This is gonna do well. I think the only thing that's hurting Dune right now is the fact that in the States, you can get, watch it on HBO Max. Um, so I think that's taking away from some of the box office, bits? box office numbers. Plus I also mm -hmm. heard today, um, I think it was on the news that it it's they're saying it's the most pirated movie of 2021. So there's multiple links to Dune. watch it online yeah. from my friends' accounts. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. I like. I mean, while I've definitely had it for like a week now, I haven't even watched it yet. I don't even know why. Like, I was super excited, and then I got it, and I was like, well, now that I have it, I don't really want it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never I've never read the books. I've never seen the original. I've just grown up around other geeks and nerds who have a, a super amazing passion for the franchise yeah and so like i know that there's definitely like some meat and potatoes in there somewhere mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i've heard of the criticism and I've, I've seen all all of the passion right but i'm just like now that i have it i'm like i'll get to it <laughs> see funny. And I, I envy you because that I want to go see it again so bad. Like I think it's one of those movies I'm going to be rewatching like two or three times. Um, oh wow, really? Yeah, oh, like wow. I, like if, 
If it's, too bad it's cold outside. Fuck, I want a movie night again. <laughs> if, if it if it comes to my local theater, I'll go watch it. Um, but I might just wait till it's out. Like it might be one of those that I actually buy on DVD. Like I haven't bought a DVD in years. Like Avengers, yeah, just wait till spring and buy a projector. Then you get the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. Um, <laughs> but it's it's so good, and it just like I said, it just I was flabbergasted that. They didn't even, it hadn't even been approved for a part two. Um, well, thank God they did, because I would have been very angry if I invested the time to watch it, and then yeah. there wasn't a part two. I would have been, that so, would have been one of those bitter moments that would have turned me into a, like an evil ghost when I die. So you have seen it, Lillian? <laughs> nope, I have access to it. I have oh, okay. not watched it yet, because I still have to finish the book. Yeah, oh, well, you're reading the books first. I Are they them, like, crappy? Are they like crappy in like the dry sense? Like there's they're very old and dry. Like does it hold up well? I am the worst person. Crappy is a terrible because word. But... I have really really bad ADHD. So reading a book for me half the time, if I'm bored, I just skip to parts I find entertaining. Um, and I'm really trying to. Well, now I'm medicated. It's easier to read. But uh, I've never had an issue with dry books because I just you just yeah. around. Yeah. Well, Choose your own adventure for Lily. The only time I have a really, really, I'm very picky about my books, though. Like, I've read dry books. Like, I will never be able to read Moby Dick. Um, a lot of romance novels lose me within the first page, and I'm like, there are, no, there's not feasible. This is fire and brimstone needs to fall upon this author. But, um, kind of, but, yeah. Well, I, I've, I've been... you're not, you don't like reading, but you're not into audiobooks? I love audiobooks. Oh, okay, there we go. Okay, good. See, I, I've been reading, like, I started reading Dune, and I, like, honestly, I think it's up there, like, with uh, the Game of Thrones books in, in terms of detail and and that sort of thing. Like, I, oh, I, definitely. Think, I think it's good. I, I'm enjoying it so There's far. There's a reason people get so immersed in it, because they, they have their idea of this world kind of thing, and you get really interested in it. And then again, if you're the kind of person who just skips around, you may not get as invested in the world. You just fall in love with a simple character and stalk them through the books. Well, well, mm. to, to be honest, one of the reasons why I've always kind of held off reading is because of the uh, the 1984 um, Dune. Um, it's not that good. Like, I, like I, I remember as a kid liking it, but then when I watched it, I want to say like 20 years ago as, a, as an adult... I was like, "Holy man, this is not holding up." And for some reason, for some reason, I have it on digital. Like, I don't know how that happened. Like, I don't know if I bought it. Like, if it was on sale on iTunes at some point. Um, and yeah, it's you know, don't get me wrong. I'm a I love David Lynch. You know, I'm a Twin Peaks fan. Um, but that Dune, it it even though it's got Patrick Stewart and Dean Stockwell and Kyle MacLachlan, it's you know, and what's her name? Um, the who plays the princess? Man, she's beautiful back then. Uh, Virginia Madsen. Well, she's still beautiful, but I mean, when she was, you know, in her early twenties, she was a knockout. But I, I just it always left a sour taste in my mouth, so I never really got into the books. Um, but this movie, man, like I've been watching YouTube because there's a lot of YouTube videos out there. I want to give Nerd Cookies. A shout out because Nerd Cookies does some really awesome Dune videos where she explains, you know, the the universe of Dune. And man, I'm I'm just I'm all in. Like to me, this is like when I watched Game of Thrones, and I was like, now I got to read the books. You know, this is Don't so read awesome. The books. 
Well, the Game of Thrones books? They will take years of your life. Oh, I know, I know. I, I've read a couple of them, but I, I'm just saying that that's how I'm feeling yeah. right now, right? Uh, Kevin, what, what are your thoughts on, on Dune? Right now, <laughs> I know I need to do it because uh, we now are counting how often it is coming through work lately. <laughs> um, because we we average about 2,000 items a day coming through um, our main library hub that we're transferred in between libraries. Mm-hmm. So we're keeping track between hardcover, paperback, the 84 movie, the audiobooks, and even the graphic novels. Good Lord. Hold up, there are graphic novels? There are. Um, But Dune is coming through constantly. And I know it's people either, you know, getting ready to, you know, they want to do one of these and then do the movie, or they did the movie and want to dive deeper into it. I find that fascinating. You can track that. Like, honestly, from that point of view, you must be able to follow some pretty cool trends with the masses of people and what they get into based on things. Like, that's that's neat. That's really cool. Like, the last big death in the U.S. was Colin Powell. Mm -hmm. Any book about him was traveling through our system the next. Yep. Yeah. Like a colon? Yeah. Yeah, it's never been Colin. So it's been Colin. Okay. Um, But uh, that death was like, I think in the halfway through the day, maybe it went public or something like that. Um, The next day, any book about him was transferring through our system. Wow. Maybe we need a segment just to be like, so what's flying off your shelves today? Yeah, honestly, that's really cool. Mm hmm. And the the funny thing is, I know um, every book club in the area, what they're doing, because all of a sudden the same book keeps coming through, like 20, 30, 40 copies of it. Wow. And they all go to the same spot. I'm like, oh, I know what you're reading this week. <laughs> yeah, so yeah I keep cool. track of a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, comic announcements, too. Like any movie announcements, Shang-Chi went through a lot. Black Tawn and Black Widow went through a couple months ago, of course. Mm-hmm. So like I can I can keep track on on trends and everything for it, but Dune is just everywhere right now for it. Um, we actually had I think every DVD between what do we got forty five libraries that we cover, every Dune DVD is currently checked out right now. Whoa! Wow! From all of them as That's soon as it's, hours. Yep, as soon as it's gone, like as soon as it's back, it's right back out for someone else. So I. I kind of want, I might have Dune buried in somewhere in my DVD collection on a four disc set. And I think it's got Flash Gordon on it too. Like a four, four movies in one set. Yeah. It was just like random 80s sci-fi ones, but I can't find it right now. So I'm annoyed because I don't want to be on the list yeah. and wait, especially when I know it's somewhere here. And I got to figure out next time to go visit my mom and dig through all of my books that I left behind there. Cause Last time I looked through, I'm pretty sure I have three or four copies of Dune in paperback up there. All different covers, though. So I have no excuse to have not read it. It's just, it's all around me right now. Nerd. <laughs> um, no, that, yeah, that's, that's cool. So you haven't seen the, the new movie yet? Um, no, and I, I'm not in a, I'm honestly, I'm not in a rush for it either, though. Oh, no, the, uh, yeah. But um, 
Have you seen the 84 it's one? It's funny, like all, all of us so far, <laughs> except for Chris. Not in a no. rush. We're good. Have, have you seen the 84 one there, Kev? I have never seen the 84 one until until the hype for this movie. And I was actually uh, one of the Kevin Smith podcasts. They were talking about the 84 one for yeah. a good half hour, it seemed like. Um, it was just there. I was aware of it, mm-hmm. but I never had anyone around me that was really like, oh, my God, Dune, you have to watch Dune. You got to get into Dune. Like nothing that, you know, spurred me to go into it myself. Yeah. Until now, you know, within the last couple weeks with the new one, everyone's like, oh, 84 Dune. I'm like, I've known you all my life. I didn't know you liked this movie. Yeah. And it's not like, like Dune had a bunch of video games or something like that, or, you know what I mean? Or an ongoing something else kind of thing to help you get into the universe, right? Well, I think... Right, I think I, there's a failed toy line. Yeah, yeah, well, I, exactly, right? I think there has been video games, but I'm not... I, I'm not entirely not, Nothing sure. good, I mean, is what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know um, Frank, Her- or Frank Herbert, who originally um, wrote the Dune books, wrote six of them. And then... Suppose and I mean this is over like a twenty year period. Like the first Dune book was written in nineteen sixty five, um, and then he I think he died in nineteen eighty five. Um, hmm. So yeah, he the, got to see the movie. Yeah, so the rumor oh, was <laughs> that he uh, was going to write a seventh book, but unfortunately didn't get to write it. Um, but unfortunately, he saw the movie and died. Yeah. Oh, his, his... <laughs> oh my god. Well, his kid Brian, I think, yeah. is writing a bunch. Has written a lot of them since in the world. Yeah, Brian Herbert oh, with cool. uh, Kevin J. Anderson have written, I think, ten Dune books. And mm. and apparently, like in the Dune fandom, there's a lot of controversy. Like some people hate their their books because um, I guess they contradict it's some of true. the well, they contradict some of the things that oh. Herbert wrote in the first six. Um, mm-hmm. but then Brian Herbert has maintained, like he's been using his father's notes, like stuff that he had already had planned. Yeah. Out. Um, well, it, it must be hard to be in that situation too, to have an IP that was written a mm-hmm. so long ago. So you have such a, an ingrained hardcore fan base that has loved the books for years and loves the universe as it is, but then yep. to take that and try to expand it without the original person around, while still staying, staying true to it would be very hard, right? Like you're going to run into issues every once in a while where you're like, okay, like we need to do this with the universe, but this one thing, this one line halfway through book four fucks us, you know? Yeah. So like it, it, it definitely is understandable. That would super suck to yeah. have to make those decisions and know that you're going to either piss everybody off and not be able to, um, you know, like take the series or the universe in a certain direction or expand it in a certain way that you want to, or you get to do that, but you're going to piss a bunch of people off. Yeah. You got to walk that fine line, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, there's, a, there, there's a difference in the minutia too of things like, um, take sitcoms that, you know, now with, uh, DVDs and streaming services, a lot of people are rewatching the same sitcoms over and over and you pick up on things like, Oh, hey, in season two, this person mentions a sister, and in season six, they say they're an only child. Okay, it doesn't really matter. It's a sitcom. No one yep, gives yeah. a shit. Like, it doesn't <laughs> really matter. But if you had, oh, 
Batman's going to see his parents this weekend be like, wait, there, there's a big mistake there. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. you know, it, it just, but case I mean, by case uh, basis. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, us geeks are gonna, there's always people that are going to deep dive into the minutia of stuff and all. It's like, okay, if it, if it's against the core of what this character or what the story is supposed to be, yes, throw fit. Let's fix this. If it's tiny bullshit trivia minutia, Let's keep going. Just tell the story. Yeah. Well, I know, um, like, just quick tangent. A lot of people compare, the, like, this book series, they say it's like the Lord of the Rings for science fiction. I wouldn't say that. I would, From what I've seen, I would say it's more like the Game of Thrones of science fiction. I wouldn't say Lord of the Rings. Uh, just in the way it, it's written and the world building. Like, uh, Frank Herbert did a lot of world building. And I know uh, to get back onto the topic of why fans are upset. One of the things that um, it's already been mentioned in what I've been reading in the past, because the Dune takes place uh, several um, tens of thousands of years in the future. Um, one of the things that watching the movie that I didn't know, but I, I guess didn't really, it didn't occur to me until afterwards when I was watching these YouTube videos about it. Um, when you watch the movie, like, it's in the future and they got all this, you know, modern technology, like they can travel through space and all this other stuff, but their technology is so simple. Like everything's push button. There's no holograms. There's no, um, AI or anything like that. And that never really occurred to me, but in the world of Dune, you know, like I think it's like 10,000 years before the, the series starts. Um, basically they had what I think it's called the Butlerian Jihad where basically there was a, a war of machines. And then when the humans, you know, brought an end to this war, they agreed not to create AIs anymore because AIs almost destroyed them. Um, but in the books, like in the Herb, uh, Frank Herbert version, like the way he describes it, it's humans using AIs to kill other humans. But in the Brian herbert kevin j anderson books they have a book where they talk like where it's all about that war and there's actually like an ai that's like this the the villain of the book or books so basically like hal or whatever yeah like hal or more like skynet from the terminator films um and a lot of a lot of the diehard dune fans are like no like it was humans using machines not a machine that was trying to kill humans so I don't know. It's I know it's going to take me years to get to those books, but when I do, I guess I'll. I, I I'm kind of interested to, to see like how a new reader, well, I'll be the new reader, takes on these new books. Like maybe I might think they're just awesome, you know. Whereas like the old established fans, you know, they went. I want to say like fifteen, fourteen, fifteen years between books. Um, so that I guess it might have been you know jarring for them so anyway it'll, it'll be interesting to see but i highly recommend dune i it it's a great film um i took my wife to it and she is not a science fiction person she's not you know like she you know she just goes with me just to get out of the house type of thing right and she enjoyed it so to me that's you know when she enjoys a movie you know, I think a lot of people will enjoy it, not just the hardcore nerds like myself. 
But anyway, does anyone else have any geek news they want to share this week? I do. All right, Lillian, take it away. I seem to be the person that's like, BT dubs, if you did not know, the following movie trailers just dropped and you need to go watch them. <laughs> um, have you seen the new Morbius trailer? I Yes. Okay. Are you guys had to make sure Are you guys going to go see it? I have to. Um the I had a mildly the cartoon Spider-Man that Morbius when he came around. Mm-hmm. Um I had such a crush on him. Hmm. I was like I didn't care if he had hands that had plasma suckers. I just thought he was hot. So now I have to be like I'm sorry I need to go see this. Just we will my kid and I watched the trailer today, and then on YouTube there was trailer breakdowns, and it's like it shows up twelve minutes. I go, you gotta be kidding me! We're going to watch this, and he's watching. I'm like, okay, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. That's a good theory. I didn't see that. <laughs> like, damn it, we're going, and that says January. I go, you gotta be kidding me! It's January. It's coming out. I was like, all right, dude, you want to go? Like, that'll be our movie night for January. Yep. Let's head out. And then we did a trailer breakdown for um, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home as well. That one was like 30 minutes, but I was like, okay, I didn't see that. I didn't notice this. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. My daughter's going to die, and I have to take it. Well, we have to take her to it. Um, yeah. It, it doesn't, I, I mean, at first you're like a Morbius movie, really? But it doesn't look bad. It, it looks like a good, fun you know, spooky superhero kind of thing. I'm like, okay, that's that's a good January movie. That's a very good January movie. It's uh, it's not going to win any awards, but I'm going to feel like I got two hours of entertainment. Yeah, I I think yeah. I'll go see it. Just I, uh, Michael Keaton being in it is kind of like the deciding factor for me because uh, I love Michael Keaton. Um, but. Because, like, I was kind of on the fence. It was kind of like Venom. Like, I've never seen the first Venom movie. The second one is playing right now at my local theater. And I'm like, eh, I really don't care, you know? Like, but Michael Keaton in a Morbius movie, okay. You know, he's going to be playing the Vulture, I guess, like, from the Spider-Man movies. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But, it's uh, going to be interesting for sure. But anyway, Lillian, uh, did you have anything else? All right. All right. I'm just going to like ra- like rattle these off quickly and then okay. just because otherwise take it. So anyways, uh, trailers drop Resident Evil. The new Welcome to Raccoon City came out and it looks creepy as all hell. And I don't know if anyone's excited at all for Resident Evil, but it has been a while. Um, the new uh, Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett dropped mm. the trailer for that this week. And <laughs> everyone's excited about that. Yep. Um. There's a new movie coming out, a new Christmas movie uh, Neil Patrick Harris is doing. It's called 8-Bit Christmas, and it's about a kid who wants to get an an NES for Christmas, and that trailer looks adorable, but I'm unsure. Um, And so those are the trailers that I picked this week that just mostly they stuck out to me, and I'm going, hmm. Oh, I forgot one. I'm such a bad person. Benedict Cumberbatch is in a Western called The Power of Dog that looks strange and fantastic, Hmm. but I'll be why not? And so, I mean, all of these are coming out soon enough, and it's just going to be... It's an interesting time for movies. We, we've got a few yeah. strange reruns and thing, or remakes coming out, but... um, Oh! My husband just yells, what about the Lightyear? Yeah, the, the, the origins of Buzz Lightyear, where they made him look really hot. 
as a cartoon. It's and Chris Evans voices him. Come on. Hmm. Um, but that's my trailer dump. And then just also, I don't know if any of you ever play video games, but Cyberpunk 2077, uh, that was a complete mishmash when it launched, but their new comic just launched. Um, so number one just came out. Um, and so it brought the Cyberpunk 2077 world into the world of comics from Dark Horse. Nice. Um, that's, that's my news for the, yeah. Excellent. The only the only thing I wanted to jump on was that Book of Boba Fett trailer. That looked so awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. We know they're going to do it good. Yeah. Yeah. You got the right people doing doing Star Wars. These are the people that should have been doing the movies. <laughs> but yep. uh, Richard and Kevin, do you yep. guys have any comments on any of the trailers? Wait, what? I thought I heard my name. Yeah. <laughs> I was just asking. I tune out when people start talking about trailers or anything. Oh, I was just going to ask if you had any comments on the trailers. Oh, no, I don't. I didn't really listen to anything you guys said. I was trying. I like went and did some laundry for half a second, came back and checked <laughs> up, see where you were. I don't listen to anything to do with trailers or like I don't look at. I don't even want to know what trailers are out. I don't want to know when movies are out. When I see them is the first time I want to know they exist. And it's so magical. <laughs> It's oh, so magical. Adorable. I've been doing it for a couple of years now, like mostly just with like trailers and like not looking at like pictures or posters or anything. I've been doing it for a few years just for like big movies, like tent poles and stuff like that. Um, and like it's it's so amazing. I go into everything completely blind, not knowing what's going to happen, and it just makes it that much more magical. Cool. But I mean, it is very hard to avoid things these days. You know what I mean? Yep. Especially with, uh, you know, wrestling, some little <laughs> a-holes on uh, Facebook posting spoilers. What? Kevin? <laughs> Did you know that Stephen and Mal made a wrestling TV show? Oh, my Did God. It. I had a review uh, for this episode. No, 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 no. You haven't watched it yet? No. Is it finished? Right. Can I watch I it now? It season one. Today. Season one is done. It got a oh season two. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Where, where's that at? Is it on the w... Stephen Amell Wrestling WWE Network? No, it's... stars. It stars. <gasps> I have stars. Oh, hmm. okay. It's called yeah, heels. I I cannot wait because he's like an actual like well quote unquote like he knows how to wrestle like he's been trained he's been yeah. in major matches before like. He's like, I, every time he gets into the ring, I flip the F out because, like, I just, I love him. And every time I see him, all I can think about is him and Arrow doing those, like, pull-up jumping thingies with his little sweaty abs. Oh, Sam God, I love him. Oh, I love him so much. Hey, hey, hey Richard, I actually got yeah. to touch him. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I got I got my picture with him. So I, jealous. I, I had my arm around his back. And and, oh, and he and he is very oh. very very fit man, very fit. <laughs> no, he's a nice, he, but he's a, he like he seems like a very nice guy too. Like, oh yeah, he was super actor, nice. Like you know, like not to like just be, you know, like I'm not I'm just being weird or whatever. But like he's I do love him in general. Like, he's oh just, yeah, Arrow is fantastic. Uh, I hear really really good things about this show. Heels, uh, you know what I mean. And he is very entertaining when he gets into the uh, the squared circle. Although definitely better in AEW than WWE, that's for damn sure. <laughs> um, he was also on American Ninja Warrior, and yeah. and he did he phenomenal was, yeah. on that. I bet he did. 
I bet he did. But he did actually end up, because he ended up voluntarily after finishing his course, he wanted to go do the salmon ladder because it's what his character does in the show so much. Yeah, So yeah, he went yeah. and did that just for the fun of it. Yeah, that's, a, yep. And well, did, like, didn't when he do... the celebrities do it, don't they donate money or something like that if they get mm-hmm. through it or yeah, something I think like so. that? Yeah, yeah, I love but, stuff like that. But didn't it makes he do, my heart happy. Didn't he go through the course once and then decided to do it again, like right immediately after? <sighs> He's I such a boss. I, I remember yeah. it, whatever he did, we were all just like, "This man is a god," and I love yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He totally is. He's like the. Like, he's the silver screen version of, like, the Ryans or something, right? Or or the Chris's. You know, like, he's just, he's that magical. He has that same magical level, but for, like, TV. Chris's you know? are magical. <laughs> what? The Chris, yes. Chris's, Chris's are a magical group. Um, <laughs> all right, Kev, did, did you have anything uh, that you wanted to add or any geek news? Um, well, I, I gotta, I gotta be careful with Rich. You know. Okay, we gotta walk. Yeah. You want me to take my headphones off? No, no, no. I won't talk about trailers or RVs. We'll be fine. RVs? Yeah. Like re- recreational vehicles? You know, vehicles? Yeah, because they're like a trailer. God. <laughs> 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 you walked right into it. That was really good. Oh, actually, <laughs> don't you walk up into it? Yeah, true, true. Um. <laughs> So Heels, I only did the first episode. I got to finish it at some point. But um, a podcast that I team up with for stuff, um, it was their homework for the week to watch the first episode. So I did a review for them of it as well. Um, But I won't say anything for it until you get to watch it. I had my own thoughts on it. Maybe we'll revisit it later. Um, As far as spoiling, I'm sorry if you don't watch stuff live, Rich. I'm sorry, I post my thoughts on Facebook. I don't Facebook care about Squid Heels. Oh, you're talking about that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah about reg- yeah. Like, come on, you're doing like the big spoilers of CM Punk returning after eight years. Come on, dude, give me at least an hour or two. <laughs> like, I mean, I get to watch it the same day, but it's on a bit of a delay, jerk face. Come on, man, oh, give us God. a little bit of time. Fuck, I'm not asking for the mandatory like. 10 years or whatever it is on movies. Come on. I was so happy. And Becky Lynch returned two nights later. Oh, I was so mad at you. You did it like <laughs> three times in that week. You did, you did, uh, you did CM Punk. You did Becky, Becky Lynch. And... and then, oh, there was, I think, and Daniel Bryan maybe or something. Too, uh, that was a couple weeks made, later. But yeah. at the same time. Didn't he come back at the same time as Punk though? Like at two weeks end? later. Cause Punk, no, it was like two weeks later. Adam Cole and, and oh, Brad Adam Daniel, Cole, that was it. No, it was Adam Daniels Cole. The same night. It was Adam yeah. Cole and CM Punk or something like that. No. Anyway, whatever it was, you were, I hate you. You ruined all everything. I was, I literally had to go and watch the YouTube videos of it because I didn't have time to get the entire episode because you had ruined it and I needed to watch it immediately and I still cried. <laughs> well, like, Not ashamed to admit when CM Punk got on that stage, I still cried. I was so happy. <laughs> oh it was it was emotional i think i think chris and i got a wrestling episode coming up in the future here oh my god you need to educate me and be like lily you need to watch the following things also also um well uh dark side of the ring i just caught been catching up on this season boy that show is intense um i was already disgusted with xpw stuff i got 
I didn't think that there was even further to go with it. Right? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. It was very intriguing. I actually watched that one last night. I, I got to watch uh, that before our crazy. wrestling episode. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm behind. It's, yeah, yeah. it's rough. It's some good stuff. And, and it, hard to get. Some of it is very hard to get through. What was the hard one this season? What did they do? Like uh, this half of the season, they just started with a really hard one, didn't they? Kevin? They, they did uh, Luna Vachon. They yeah. did the steroid trial. They did. It was an uncomfortable one. Nick, Nick Gage was oh, a bit the, the, No, the, uh, uh, it was Canyon. That one was oh, really hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, he was hiding uh, his sexuality and it led to his eventual suicide, I guess, or whatever, right? Because yeah. just all that pressure or whatever. That was yeah. such a sad episode. That was very hard to get through. But anyway, good show. That's another good show that people should watch. Mm-hmm. Also, Dark Side of the Ring. It's biographical. Um, just to bring it around to the original one here. Um <laughs> For book, you know, it happens on the show. For Book of Boba Fett, not about that, but just tangentially there. Um, my dad called me up saying that he watched the first episode of Mandalorian and he had questions. Mm-hmm. He said, is, "Is that Yoda? It's not Yoda." So I give him a little breakdown. He's like, "Okay, I'll, I'll might watch like one or two more, but I'm not sure." I said, "Mandalorian is a western. Watch it as a western." I said, it's Western in space, but that show is a Western. And I know you watch Westerns, and I know you understand the rules. He's like, okay. And, like, something clicked in his head as soon as I said that. So I think whenever he discovers Book of Boba Fett is coming, I might have to have him take that, you know, like, keep going. Keep going with this Western idea here. Yeah, That's actually a really handy way to introduce someone to it. Yeah, if they already know what, because when people are like, oh, Westerns died, they didn't die. They just went up. They went to space. Yep. I mean, geez, even anime does that. There's like, you know, I can name five, ten animes off the top of my head. They're just space Westerns. Well, that that was the original uh, pitch for Star Trek was it was wagon train to the stars. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so so many of them are because it's the unexplored territory. Let's head out there. Yep. And see what happens. Yep. And then I, I kind of like reverse engineered it. I grew up with sci-fi and being into it. But in recent years, I've like grabbed a couple of Westerns, um, like a lot of like, you know, pulpy. Um, uh, Louis L'Amour has the sack hits. There's a mm-hmm. long arm stuff like this. You know, a, a new one came out once a month and they all say they're from the same writer. And we all know that they're not. And I was like, this is just fun trash. Mm-hmm. Like there's not, you know, it's it's not the best writing in the world. It's not the best thing I've ever read, but I'm sitting down whipping through this novel very quick because I'm like, it keeps happening. Stuff is just interesting the whole time here. Like the story just keeps getting more interesting, more twists and turns. I'm just enjoying consuming it. And then I'm good when it's done. And I even went and took that into comics and started reading some Jonah Hex, which I was like, holy shit, this has been around all this time. These are amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that that's one series I was never able to get into, but uh, maybe one day. <laughs> but um, well, speaking of comics, we'll use that as a as a segue to move segue. to our comic corner segment. But Aquaman, you cannot marry a woman without gills. You're from two different worlds. 
Oh, I've wasted my life. All right, so for Comic Corner this week, um, I only have one thing. And, and Kevin, if you have anything, please, um, by all means. Um, the one thing I have, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking this, I heard this on another podcast, the Comic Conspiracy Podcast. Highly recommend it. It's my favorite comic book podcast besides iFanboy. Well, it's kind of with iFanboy, but. That's uh, still going? Yep. Holy crap. Oh, yeah, yep. iFanboy still, yeah. Yep. Um, but they, uh, cause, uh, the comic conspiracy podcast is, uh, a, a group of friends that, uh, uh, either, well, the, the guy that hosts the show owns a comic book store. And then some of the people that are on it are either customers okay. or employees. Yeah. And any, anyway, one of the things that they were talking about is, uh, in the next few months, there's going to be a shortage on comic books. Um, yep. Because apparently, uh, like fucking chip shortage. Because <laughs> like apparently with uh, with COVID and all this other stuff, um, you know, like last year the comic book industry was shut down for I want to say two months. Um, they weren't mm. putting out any new comic books, and then they started putting out new comic books. But what the issue now is, it's the the paper companies. Um, they can't get enough paper. Uh, for comic books because you know the paper mills like every everyone else is affected by covid they don't have enough people um you know they had to shut down because of outbreaks and in the very near future um you know it's going to be hard to to get comic books um so they're saying like a lot of the graph like there's some comic books that were solicited for the upcoming months are now being pushed back a month or two. Um, also, uh, graphic novels that were supposed to be printed are being pushed back. So, uh, their advice is if you want to order comics or graphic novels for the Christmas season, uh, you know, to give away as gifts or whatever, like you should probably put your orders in now. Because uh, the, hmm. you know, some of your favorite graphic novels might be out of print for a little bit. Wow. Well, and I know I've been trying. My daughter's obsessed with the Haikyuu manga, and it's one of her. She just finished volleyball, but it was one of her. Um, per, one of her things for mm-hmm. yeah, you did a good job. And I haven't been able to order them. Like I was for able to order yeah, one, and then um, I had to wait two months until it was back in stock, and then I had to order another. And now I have to, I'm on. Hold, I have to wait again. I, I can't order them. Um. I, I completely know what Lillian is talking about. I, my daughter is also like that. I, I I also buy her a lot of, a lot of manga, um, and especially when she does a good job on in school and stuff. Exactly. Um, good little yay. I you just get love that you just called it for yay. You did a good job, not like for a reward <laughs> or something. Yay, you did a good job. <laughs> well, just, that's great. And so and, great. and like it. for well for me, like I, I made it's not a mistake, but I made the the point of telling her. If there's ever a book you want, I will buy it for you, because I want my daughter to read. And then she Thank got you. into That's manga. Amazing. Yep. So every time uh-huh. we go to the bookstore, that doesn't count as a book anymore. Well, <laughs> Daddy's gonna go broke. That counts as a book. No, it doesn't it, help that each series has like forty to fifty know. different. You know. I know. Yeah. So like, oh. I, and, and like, or a hundred you know, if you do bleach or something. 
yeah, like I'll buy her, you know, two or three uh, mangas. And then usually before we even get home, she's had them read because it's like an hour's drive. (laughs) But but I'm happy. It takes five seconds to read them. Yeah, but I'm happy she's reading, though. Like, yeah, I know. That's awesome. Um, I have a question about the comic shortage. So um, if they're pushing everything back, like I just so why wouldn't they just release start releasing it digital only and keep the stories going? Like if they're they, gonna, because they design it digitally, they draw it digitally, they print it uh-huh. digitally, onto an analog thing, paper, but you could just keep the stream going and keep the revenue going by selling it digitally to people still. Like yeah, you won't be able to buy it as gifts. Yeah, collectors will be pissed off. You know what I mean? But you could at least still keep some of it going, even if it's only select things, right? Like I don't understand why they would just be like, no comics. That's it. Well, no paper, no comics, even though we totally have this entire digital portal that we're trying to convince you for the past 10 years to buy digital comics. But right now, no comics for anybody. Well, I think well, they do doesn't... do digital like. But he's talking like, why don't they just release them digitally oh. and then print them later? Um, I think yeah. I think it's more for the comic book stores um, yes. to keep to keep them in business. Um, and also because like, say Comixology, for example, like that's the number one digital app for comic books. It's owned by Amazon. So the comic companies don't want to give Amazon any more business, you know, cause they're already taking, you know, a good chunk of the graphic novel sales from comic book stores. Um, so really the, the, you know, the monthly floppies are the only thing, well, not the only thing, but the main thing that keeps a comic book store afloat. Um, because, you know, it, it like, the honestly, the only reason I go to a comic book store, the only time I buy a graphic novel at a comic book store, if it's something that's no longer in print and I can't get it anywhere else, because it is so much cheaper to buy it from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um with so the I, reason the the manga I was looking at getting for my kid, it was double the price on Amazon. Oh, that that oh. that might be uh, like I like I, myself. I don't buy manga, so but I I know. Um, and honestly, I, it's been years since I bought a graphic novel from Amazon. Um, but I know they were cheaper, so I think it's it's basically just to help out the comic book stores. And and I mean, like I don't think like it's not like their comics are going to stop. It's just there's not going to be as many single issues for the next few months going forward, coming out, you know. So uh, maybe, you know, one week instead of, like, 50 new titles, they'll only have, like, 30 new titles. So so the, just like with the, car, the chip shortage and yeah, cell phones yeah, but, and cars, yeah. they're just going to... Yeah. Slow everything down, not necessarily yeah. stop completely. Yeah. Right? It's exactly. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, Kevin, go ahead. Yeah. When no, it's right. When everything shut down last year, there was discussion of the comic company still releasing it digitally and then in a couple months later having the paper copies of it. Mm-hmm. All the comic stores pretty much said, You're gonna kill us. Mm-hmm. You're gonna absolutely kill us. Because no one's gonna buy it twice. They're not gonna buy it digitally. Yeah. And then come into our store and buy it again. Yeah, but there is a ton of people that would uh, wait and buy it once. For yes, sure still though, right? Yeah, maybe not. There, speaking, I guess. This is also why digital, unless there's a sale, but like for brand new comics, they're the same price as the paper ones, even yeah. though they should be cheaper because you don't have the printing costs. They're mm-hmm. the same amount. Or shipping costs. 
Yep, they're the same amount to not <laughs> undercut the comic stores. Hmm, interesting. Looking yeah, this ahead, is why I don't buy comics digitally, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> from from what's changed from last year to this year, Penguin, Penguin Books is now the shipper and printer for Marvel Comics. So them being a physical book publisher, they want more physical books as well. So they're not going to go digital only with it either. What you'll probably see is like your Spider-Man and Batman are going to ship on time no matter what. But, you know, if they were like, oh, here's a, I don't know, um, here's a one shot for Mr. Freeze. Well, we can wait. You know, we can push that back a little bit until we got more paper. But let's get our Batman books out there right away. Yeah. You know, our Batman starring ones. Um, a lot of the smaller presses are trying to figure out, like, okay, our usual place that we got paper is sending all their paper to, you know, Marvel or DC or Image because they're their major suppliers. So we need to find somewhere else to get paper. Um, the same thing's happening with bags and boards for comics. Uh, some of the suppliers are just completely dried up. Um, my store gets it from elsewhere in New York State. So they're like, uh, I can just drive there to get my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like it's right there. You know, so it just depends on a lot of them are having issues with their one supplier and not able to cut a deal or not looking for a deal for someone else to supply the same things. Um, oh. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you know, but people into, you know, comics and, and certain niche hobbies and stuff, a lot of them just get stuck in their own ways and don't mm-hmm. like change. <clears throat> yep. So when they come up against something of, Hey, you're going to have trouble getting it from spot a, you got to wait a couple weeks or you could go over to spot B and get it now. Yeah. But then I gotta, I gotta do a whole other contract and a whole other, now I got to build up a relationship with this person and solve this paperwork. I'll just wait. All right. Are you trying to say that humans don't like change? No, I would have done. Are you trying to say that nerds are not picky? Yeah. There's some, something new happened to my character. I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Yep. Superman's son is gay? No! You knew he existed uh, before? No. I made the mistake no. in the comments on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah Why can it be new characters? This is a new character. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. It's like, this is a perfect character for this That's to happen to. you meant ever. <laughs> well, why isn't it a new character? It is a new character. Oh. Well, they called him Superman. Tell, tell me again there, Junior. What? Someone used the same name twice there? The third? Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Come on, Cletus. Let's uh. go. Oh, that's great. We're assholes, but that's great. Um, I kind of wonder if maybe uh, like uh, some creators might switch to going through a digital company. Um, oh, have you seen subs? Have you seen Substack yet? I haven't seen Substack, but I know um, uh, Scott Snyder is doing comics through Comicsology directly. Um, yeah, he has one that he's doing with Greg Capullo, which was pretty cool. I can't remember the name. Uh, I think it's called Weird Demons or something. Um, and I, I mean, I would just buy it anyway because I love Greg Capullo, but it, it's awesome. Um, and then he did another one. Well, he's done three so far. Uh, the other one was, I, I want to say it was called Curve, I think. Uh, and it was with, was it Francis Manipal? 
So anyway, like, yeah, he's got this deal with Comixology where he's doing comics through them. So, mm. you know, maybe one day they might get print, but they're but they're uh, digital first. So yep, a few of them, uh, a few people are jumping into this Substack thing, and I can't remember any. Like, I I oh. can think of names off the top of my head, but I can't know for sure, so I'm just gonna skip names. Yeah, Substack. So that's it's like kinda... the the news um, newsletter company. Yeah, 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 it's it's like a Patreon and a mailing list. So it'd be like, hey, for five bucks a month, uh, your favorite comic author there, once a week I'll send you an email, like here's what I've been working on, here's some stuff, here's my convention appearances, here's this and that. And then on the fourth week of the month, you get a brand new comic for me that's only in this digital thing and only if you support me on this platform. And maybe one day I'll collect it in print. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little iffy for me um yeah i don't know about that but i had heard and it might be through substack where again it was uh, scott snyder um was teaching classes on how to write for comic books or something yeah yep so but that cost yeah i forget that was like 60 bucks i think something like that yeah because i was interested and then i saw the price and said i'm not that interested yeah but, you know, uh, kudos to them. I mean, they got, you know, like, it, it's easier for a comic book artist to make a living if you're good than it is for a comic book writer. Um, because, I mean, your art can always be sold at auction. Um, you can do uh, exclusive art and get paid for it. You know, you, you're, you know your print is used on T-shirts. You get a cut of the revenue people ain't going to buy a t-shirt with text on it. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to buy yeah. a, a script, you know, like it, it's, it's way harder for writers to, to make extra income. So guys like Scott Snyder, if they want to do something like that, that I think kudos, you know, kudos to them. I mean, it's not for me. Um, but I mean, if there are people willing to pay the $60, you know, help supplement, uh, their income a little bit. Um, but anyway, uh, Kev, did you have anything else for Comic Corner? To add on, no, not right now. All right. So we'll move on to our next segment, which is Tech Talk with Richard. Warning. Warning. Hardware upgrades imminent. Start scanning process now. All right. Do, do, do. All right, Rich. <laughs> uh. What do you, I, I'm, I'm, I just have to use, I got to like uh, pause because I'm going to be inserting um i know our uh our thingies in there i don't do that on pop culture pub the, you know um that was no, we don't of, get thingies yeah we don't get thingies on there just because i'm lazy um well well with this program it's harder like my old program i used to use and i guess this fits into with the tech talk i used to be able to like in, like cut it and you know move stuff and insert things this one i can't like it doesn't let me do it um uh, maybe if i, I was I, just stuck with audacity well that well, <laughs> And that's what I'm using, but the one I have, I can't do that. You know, hmm. and and may, maybe I need a better, like an upgraded version. I don't know, but um, Weird. it just takes a little bit longer. It's you know nothing to nothing to get upset about. But anyway, this is your tech talk segment, Richard. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What do you got for us? Uh, well, um, I, for me, I am a Android person, and the be all end all. Uh, Android device, uh, Android 
um, developer. Obviously, Google just had their uh, newest release, the um, Google Pixel 6 and 6 Pro, as well as Android 12, the newest version of Android, all drop uh, a little over a week ago, I think it was. Um, and they're, you know, awesome as usual, great upgrades, blah, blah, blah. Some pretty cool features uh, this time that's great. And uh, the great thing about uh, new Android releases is even though it's Android and people with iPhones, you know, aren't going to get them or whatever, um, you will get them because iPhone will steal those options and features. Uh, so you'll have them within a year. So anything I'm mentioning now, you'll probably have on iPhone next year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, they added a new feature uh, called Magic Eraser, which I guess uh, because of all the multiple cameras and multiple angles can give slightly different aspects to uh, whatever photo you're looking at mm-hmm. uh, or whatever photo the camera is seeing sort of thing. And then you can actually fully erase things, uh, people, objects in the background uh, right within the app and within the photo itself, like within the editing photos, like without having to go to a new app and without having to download anything. It's just already in the phone and you can just swipe your finger over something and it just disappears. Uh, that's pretty damn cool. They added a new motion mode, which is um, very interesting, especially for like nature shots and stuff like that. It blurs things really well um, while still like, so for instance, if you're taking a picture of a waterfall, it's not necessarily just going to look like frozen, uh, like a, a picture, you know, frozen in time of the water. It may look more like a time lapse sort of thing um, where it's uh, motion blurred almost. Um, and this is like a, a cool option if you want to get artsy fartsy with your photos. Um, they've now I guess they worked. They made a really big deal out of this, of course, uh, but they worked with a bunch of different, um, I guess, designers, developers, and um, photographers, cinema, cinematographers, camera makers, uh, uh, basically to be able to have the camera software, because Google is all about software, uh, to have their software be able to intelligently, um, I guess, intelligently like uh, put together photos of darker skin much better. Uh, which is great, obviously, um, because, you know, a lot of cameras aren't always very accurate or can often, um, you know, black out certain details. That's a terrible word for that, but mm-hmm. uh, um, they can they can gloss over area, you know, details and stuff yeah. like that and not, not just not pull enough detail from the picture. So they made a really big deal out of that. The, the photos that they've shown off while obviously being curated do look really great. Um, so that's a really cool feature. Uh, one of the coolest features um, that I think is just super awesome is they have a live translate mode now um, that's right within the phone on board where you can put in a uh, Bluetooth headphone and select, say, English when you're traveling abroad in, mm-hmm. say, France. And uh, you speak into the phone, the, sp- the phone uses the speaker, and then when the person talks back into the phone, not only does it show up auto- automatically, uh, it dictates it on the screen and translates it, but it will automatically play into your headphone through the assistant. So Google Assistant will live translate while they're talking, like one or two words behind what they're actually saying. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. and like for me as somebody who loves to travel, but because I have kids, will probably never travel again. Um, that is a really cool feature. Uh, I really love that. They've basically designed this whole phone now. Um, they've gone the Apple route and kind of 
taking control of all of the chipsets now and stuff like that, uh, which is really cool because it means uh, they they just announced it means that they can now update the phones for longer, uh, give them security updates and OS updates for longer, which is always great because it's freaking annoying when, you know, you've had a phone for two and a half years and they're like, oh, sorry, you don't get any more new versions. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's all you get. And then you get no more updates. So that's pretty sweet. Um, so I'm super excited about that. They have, uh, like, an insane, I don't know, 12 gigs of RAM or something. Like, why do you even need that much RAM in a phone? It's insane wow. to me. Like, tech yeah. starting to get, like, I'm the old person now. I'm like, 12 gigs of RAM. Who needs that in a fucking phone? Like, come on, Marquis. Nobody yeah. needs that. <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, they're they're very well priced, slightly under iPhone uh, equivalents, which is pretty amazing. As an iPhone lover and iPhone hater, I love that fact. Uh, so I was very excited about that. I am planning on buying the uh, uh, 6 Pro as soon as I can and telling my wife that I need it for work because I'm a manager now need a manager phone. <laughs> <laughs> My excuse, manager phone. <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. And uh, I thought it would be interesting to talk about um, a little tech that we wouldn't normally talk about here. And, and uh, so I recently became a volunteer with the Electric Vehicle Society. And I've done my first ever volunteer events um, which I was super excited about. I went to a sustainability event uh, in my town where we had all sorts of vendors from people that install solar panels to wind generators to heat pumps to, you know, better insulation, um, you know, uh, people who are making their own local, you know, I don't know, like low eco-friendly food and containers, all sorts of really cool sustainable stuff. We had like electric school buses. There was an electric Harley Davidson there, uh, tons of electric cars. It was really cool. I'm sorry. Uh, the thought of like Hell's Angels on electric Harleys just seems like <laughs> the best thing on the planet right now. Oh, it does. It would be so quiet. It would be incredible. Just... <laughs> oh, my husband's like SBD silent but deadly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so I, I recently became a volunteer there. And uh, the reason why I actually went to these events was because I wanted to educate people not on, hey, look at how pretty my expensive ass Tesla is, but how look at how cheap my used electric vehicle is, because my wife and I have actually both purchased uh, used electric vehicles in the past eight months, both of us. <laughs> Um, so goes to show you that, uh, you know, like w we loved it so much. We bought another one, uh, in under a year. Um, and I recently, as in this morning, uh, went through some numbers and they might actually kind of blow your mind. Cause I track every single kilowatt hour of energy that I put into my vehicles. And for my wife's car, uh, we've driven almost 8,700 kilometers since, uh, I started tracking, at the end of April. Any guesses on how much it cost me in hydro at 13 cents per kilowatt hour to drive 8,000 kilometers? Almost 9,000, actually. Like, how, because like, if you thought about that in gas, you'd be like, oh, that'd be like a couple thousand dollars, right? Yeah. Hundred, $132. Oh, wow. 
to drive almost 9,000 kilometers. <laughs> and that's at 13 cents per kilowatt hour here in Ontario. Yeah. My car, which I just recently got, which is a Ford Focus uh, electric, so it's just a regular Ford Focus, and they just put an electric in it or whatever. And uh, I've driven now 2,300 kilometers for about $58. <laughs> wow. So, wow. And then on top of that, my car cost, uh, uh, what was it, $12,900, uh, where, where I just purchased it used. And it's a 2018, so it's not not even really that old, no. not that expensive. It cost me 260 yeah. bucks a month in um, uh, in payments. Yeah. And then basically, like, comparatively speaking to a gas car, like, it's virtually free to drive. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. costs me, I did the calculation the other day, it costs me in the summer months, uh, anywhere from forty to fifty-two cents round trip to work and back, uh, thirty-kilometer trip in total, and in the winter it costs me a whopping eighty to ninety cents. <laughs> so I mean, like you just can't get better. Like that's cheaper than having a bus pass at yeah. that point. <laughs> uh, how how do they f- run? Like in the like, do you keep them outside? Like in the in the elements? Like like how are they with the cold? Oh yeah. So my wife and I, uh, we don't have a garage. We live in a, a detached house. Okay. But we don't have a garage. We just have a, a really, really big laneway, which is yep. going to really suck this winter with our with our new electric snowblower that we just bought. That'll be interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we keep them outside. We charge them outside. Um, we just plug them. Like, generally, we'll plug them in. Uh, <laughs> my wife will force me to do it. But I'll run out a few minutes before uh, we need to leave. Uh, and I'll, I'll plug in the car and turn it on sort of thing and heat up everything. And then that way, if you're plugged in, you're not using any of your range necessarily. Oh, um, okay. although if the car is already plugged in, like my car, I because it's a Ford, it has the same clicker. So I can just click one of the buttons twice and it turns on the car and it just senses the outside temperature and it'll either turn on air conditioning or heat. So if it's already plugged in, I just click that twice, boom, by the time I get out to the car, it's already hot, ready to go, and I have a full amount of range. But generally, you lose 15 to 30% of your range, but because uh, you wake up every day with a full tank of gas, essentially, like picture your your car with the full tank every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how often do you go through a full tank of gas? You probably go three, four days. Yeah, I'm guessing most people yeah. probably right. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. But if if you started your day off with a full gas tank every day, you probably wouldn't need a car that could go 700 kilometers on a tank of gas. Yeah. If you were waking up every day and it was charged. Yeah. You know, because you charge it overnight, it's ready to go in the morning. Yep. So yeah, they do really well in the winter. They drive actually better, I find, uh, because they have a, a really heavy batteries down in the center so they're really good in canadian winters because they've got a low center of gravity nice uh, and it's really good on the on the snow we were super scared last year for the first winter because we'd heard you know all the super scary specs about losing all of your range and you know the heater taking up just depleting your battery and you're only going to be able to drive 50 kilometers and and all of these things and um none of it was really true i mean it it is to certain extents in a way like if we had you know the heat set to full and the fan on full and we were driving around outdoors like we were friggin you know dale earnhardt yeah we'd probably lose a lot of range but you're never ever ever gonna do all those things at once 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially in the winter, you're not going to drive like an insane person. Um, so, I mean, like, we've never had any issues. It's It's been just an insane money saver. We went from spending about $2,300 a year in uh, gasoline mm-hmm. to now we're spending... Um, we're on track to, I think, spend about, uh, I'd say, $300 this year to That's drive awesome. uh, roughly the same amount, <laughs> basically. <laughs> that is really cool. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's free chargers everywhere. Um, well, not everywhere, but there are many free chargers. For us, we live beside Ikea, and they have free chargers. So before the podcast, I actually ran over to Ikea and got my car and, and brought it back home, and I charged up for free on their solar panels. Because they've got 900 solar panels on their roof. So I don't nice. feel guilty about getting free power because I eat there all the time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought it would be really cool to uh, just come on here and kind of, you know, I, I just looked at those specs. Um, you know, not a lot of people know how cheap it is to drive electric. You can now buy uh, used electric cars in Canada as cheap as six or $7,000 before... Uh, used electric rebates if they're available in your province. Yeah. Uh, which, depending on your province, uh, some some do have used electric rebates. So I mean, like, if you're just looking for a commuter car, like if you've got a two car family and one of them is just used to go get groceries and bring the kids to school or go to work and back, then I highly suggest people go out there and and take a look at some cheaper used electric vehicles because they're perfect for everyday use. Both. My wife's car and mine were well under $20,000, and neither of them have over 200-kilometer range. My wife's has exactly 200-kilometer range, although sometimes it says it gets, it, it'll get more. And mine uh, is rated for 180, I believe. And they work for our everyday because every day, like when do we never drive 180 kilometers or 200 kilometers in one day. And if we do, we can stop and charge for a few minutes somewhere within the day, so it's not a big deal. Excellent. No, that's really yeah. cool. So something to yeah. look at, people. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's cheaper than you think. The batteries do last longer than you think. They can be recycled. They're not terrible for the planet. And unlike gas cars, you could totally hook up your car to some solar panels you buy on Amazon and literally power your car yourself if you wanted to. You cannot do that with a gas car. Yeah. Wasn't there a huge push that. in Canada right now for the country to be? But like, I think BC just committed that by 2050 they're going to be 100 percent like carbon free. Yeah. And oh I, yeah, everybody's yeah and talking about that. Yeah. I sure. I think the no, I just mean there's a huge push for electric cars right now. Yeah. Like, there's a huge push. Well, I, I well they put uh, 20. Sorry, Chris. I was I was going to say I think 2035 is the target for mm-hmm. them to eliminate uh, combustion yes. engines in in Canada. Like, so after, they, like after that, they, you'll only um, be electric. So the government of Canada, the federal government of Canada, um, put out a statement saying that their goal is to um, have no new gas uh, uh, vehicles sold. And that's um, yeah, there were a bunch of caveats in that. That yep. was not counting you know, like uh, big trucks, work trucks, commercial trucks, anything like that. This is just consumer-level vehicles they're talking about. Um, but that's their goal. The ironic thing, I think, is that, A, because it's just an announcement and it's just kind of like a plan, it doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. The conservatives come in or the NDP comes in or whoever comes in, they can move that date around all yeah. they want. It doesn't matter. But the really ironic thing is, is that 
like 90% of um, car manufacturers have actually already come out with their own dates, and most of them are sooner than that. Like, Volvo's going to be all electric in two or three years. Uh, Lamborghini's going to be all electric by, like, 2026. Uh, Porsche is 2030. Like, they're all, like, some of them are, like, within the next couple of years, but for the majority, they're all 2030, 2035 max, except for uh, Toyota. They're really holding on tight. They they don't, I think they said 2040 or something. They really don't want to don't want to stop making gas cars but it's it's hilarious because you're not going to have much of a choice for a new vehicle yeah Uh, but i mean gas cars will be around for decades as used vehicles you're not going to get rid of gasoline cars it's it's and and that's just here like imagine you know like africa or india or you know certain places in china you're you're not getting rid of gas cars that soon but it is going to be a very quick shift for uh first world countries like you know by the time we're old you know, most people are going to be driving electric, and that feels like a very short time to me to have such a massive shift in technology. Well, I mean, to be fair, you know, 2015, we were supposed to have flying cars. So, <laughs> yeah, for us to switch to electric, you know, like, it's really it's not true. that bad. I wanted my flying car. But it is, you know. It's so much fun to drive electric. I, I, especially my wife's car, because it has a little, a tiny bit more get up and go than, than my Ford Focus does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is so much fun because, like, I, I, her car is a Hyundai, and I can smoke a BMW or a Porsche off the line at any red light in the city and get in front of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they're just, they're so torquey. Yeah. It's so much fun. I can get around and get through traffic faster, more efficiently, and safer than I ever could have in my last car. My last car was smaller and somehow more expensive still to fuel. And it was smaller than this. So it's just, it's baffling. People should get out there and try them. If you're not sure about electrics, there's still a bunch of plug-in hybrids and then you get the best of both worlds. But it's super cheap. It's super cheap. And I mean, it's coming whether you like it or not, right? So I mean, (laughs) might as well start saving money now before they actually realize how much money they're losing in gas taxes. And then they're going to have to tax people in other ways for electric cars to help pay for whatever they use those taxes for. You know what I mean? So that's why me and my wife got in early because we were like, we were looking, you know, two grand a year just to fuel the damn car over the course of 10 years. That's more than the fucking car costs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that's more than the initial price of the damn car just to keep it going. Not not counting any repairs or anything. We were like, this is dumb. This is dumb. I want my money to go on vacations. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, thanks, Rich. Um, that was a good tech talk. Um, all right. Well, without further ado, let's move on to our main topic. All right. For our main topic for Geek Follow, I'm, I'm just going to call it our guilty pleasures. Originally, it was going to be our top five. Um, but we don't have to do five. It's just this is just our guilty pleasures. These are the things that uh, we like to, we like to indulge in or, or whatever. But we might feel a little guilty about it for whatever reason. And then we're going to talk about it, and and it might be therapeutic. Um, so Kevin, I haven't I haven't heard your voice in a little while. Why don't you kick us off? What is one of your guilty pleasures? All right. 
So as I was actually talking to my kid about this earlier today, trying to explain what a guilty pleasure is for him and all, um, because one of mine is going to be his YouTube shows. And he has a variety of people that he watches on YouTube. <laughs> and you'll see it and you'll be like, this is the most annoying show how, ever. How old is he? Eight. Roughly? Eight? Eight. Okay. Yep. That just helps me guess what, what the shows are going to be. <laughs> yeah. And then you see how many views that they get. So oh, you, you start doing the math for how much money they're probably making. And then he comes up to me. He says, Dad, they have merch and it's limited time only. So we need to order it by this date to guarantee it by Christmas. Oh, so, so sure enough, there's there's quite a few. He, That's he was hilarious. Just, I, I could hear him mumbling in his sleep, so I, I don't want to say who who the merch came from. But there, there's some merch uh, in the in the hidden Christmas present area right now. That's awesome. You're so, such a nice dad. <laughs> Most people don't is, understand. <laughs> Oh, I'm doing a deep eBay search right now because he wants merch from one show from last Christmas. So it's not available anymore on their site. And anyone that bought it last Christmas is still a fan, so they're not giving it up. So hmm. it's just not happening. But you're going to, like, name some of the shows he's watching, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, it's going to be like, you can't leave us completely hanging dry no, here. No. So one of his favorites is Lanky Box. Lanky, lanky, lanky box. Okay, I'm literally gonna look this up right now just so I can at least see some pictures or something. Lanky box is two teenage boys. Um, one is ridiculously white. Um, one is Asian, and they're they gotta be like late teens. It's my guess. And so the two of them will just sit in front of the camera and they'll be like, "Here's what we're gonna do today." And they'll have some where it's uh, like they'll play a Minecraft or a Roblox game. They'll have some where they'll say, okay, guess how much we paid for the apps. And, and one of them will buy like five different apps and they'll review it and talk about it, make jokes. And the other one will guess like how much that they cost. One of my favorites is there's some like Christian uh, um moral lesson YouTube thing that they will take the videos and watch them and react but they'll pause and they'll be like okay here's what I think is going to happen the kid kid doesn't have lunch money what's going to happen next Uh, he gets lunch for free no no he has to starve for the day oh maybe someone lets him borrow money okay let's resume it and then they'll watch it some more I'm like oh my god but I'll I'll be sitting here with him. I'll be like, okay, let's try to guess. And like, we'll play along with it. <laughs> and I'm like, here's what I think's happening. He'll be like, here's what I think's going to happen. And we're pretty split for who's right. <laughs> and we're each like, oh, good thinking, good thinking, bud. Get That's into it. That's really funny. The two were so annoying when I first started watching it. And now I'm just like, oh, these guys are good. Like, good for them. They're so nice and wholesome and everything. I'm, I'm already looking at um, zero budget series. Where this, they recreate oh, scenes with zero budget? This looks hilarious. <laughs> my 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 kid has done some for his YouTube channel. He was so I don't doubt it. It looks super fun and hilarious. Yeah, he was so inspired by it. So yeah, they'll do yeah. zero budget for movies, for TV shows, for music videos. So my kid did a zero budget Pokemon opening. He did a zero budget uh, Avengers uh, Endgame scenes, and 
it was a blast. The editing takes forever. Oh yeah, for sure. To, you know, just put it all together. But I'm like, okay, we'll use uh, cardboard. We'll use uh, trash. We'll use this. And I'll just to have fun. I'm like, okay, this is a blast. And it just gets him, you know, doing stuff too. Yeah, exactly. Um, Creating and and imagining and and thinking on on different levels, right? Yeah. So are you going to link us to your son's uh, YouTube so we can partake in these? I can send Uh, that. Yeah. they 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 just did a King Kong one. Where instead of having King Kong, they just whipped ding dongs at the guy. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! <laughs> oh, I I, like, I King will Kong do ding dong. See, <laughs> I will do the I will do the voices, like when we're watching oh, it. Okay, go around do voices for them and all. That's really funny. Those those um, look, that looks quite entertaining. Yeah, so I can see why that, that's a guilty pleasure, sir. Well. Uh, <laughs> The the plushies, the stuffed animals that they have. Okay, there's a stuffed animal fox. He's called Foxy. Okay. They have another stuffed animal. I don't know what kind of animal he is, but he wears a cardboard box on his head. And it's, it's kind of like his, his little uh, protected, you know, safety, security blanket thing to hide in. He's called Boxy. So then <laughs> they get a friend that's a rock. Can you guess his name? Roxy. Rocky. Rocky. Yep. Yep. So then they do baby versions of them. The baby version of Rocky has a stick on him. Well, the adult version of Rocky doesn't have a stick. What's happening here? So it turns out that the stick got bigger and formed its own thing, which coincidentally is the latest stuffed animal that they will have for us. <laughs> Sticky and canny? Sticky and canny, because there's also a tin can stuffed animal that Sticky goes into. I'm buying yeah. stuffed animals of trash for my child. <laughs> you know what, though? They look super cute. I kind of want the foxy plush toy with, like, it looks like he has a, a box over his head or something. That's super adorable. Yeah. Oh, my God, I kind of want that. Yeah, yeah, I have bought them. So the the previous year, they all had like little extra Christmas stuff, like hearts or donuts yeah. or whatever. That's the ones I can't find. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That's what happens when you don't think ahead, sir. <laughs> yeah. how, Should have known you not, was gonna like this. I do not know your kid was gonna be into this. Come on. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, that has been fun to watch and goof around with him and all. I just sent the link to his channel in the chat. Thank you. Oh, cool. Um, excellent. Well, speaking of videos on YouTube, um, I'll I'll jump in with a quick tangent. Um, yeah, this year I decided to bite the bullet and and pay for YouTube Premium. Um, just because I was getting Ooh. I was getting so sick of the commercials, and I realized I actually yep. watch a lot of YouTube, so it's totally worth it. It makes YouTube so much more enjoyable. Um, so some of the, some of the channels I would recommend that are, uh, guilty pleasures of mine, there's one called Moon Tell That, um, and what it is, it's, uh, this lady, she's from Vietnam and she's married an American guy and it's basically the, the husband goofing on her because she doesn't understand. Um, we'll come back around to this. For yeah. my, uh, and, and another guilty pleasure. We'll come back around to this. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's so funny. Like and 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 
like his father-in-law, I guess, moved from Vietnam also, and he bought him a T-shirt that says "Virginity Rocks," and and so his father-in-law is walking around with a T-shirt that says "Virginity Rocks," um, which which I just think is hilarious. Um, so so and I and I love it because she does this thing where she will flip up. She she always wears slippers, so when she's really pissed <laughs> off at her husband, she'll flip them up and like into her hand and like throw them at her at him um and she's pretty accurate that is such an asian thing to do yeah like it's so cool um and she's so hilarious and and they're funny they're funny together and she gets them too um it's not just literally watching their tiktok videos in the background (laughs) yeah i think that's what where it started with was with tiktok and then they now they've got youtube channels um yeah so uh, if you like geeky stuff, um, Comic Tropes <laughs> is, a, is a fun YouTube channel. Um, Screen Crush and Watch Mojo, of course. I, I love those. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else do I got here? Oh, I, I mentioned earlier Nerd Cookies. Um, she does a lot of videos on Dune and different uh, sci-fi series. Um, I'm so interested to see what she looks like because she... You know, most YouTubers, they'll show themselves in their videos. She doesn't. She just narrates her videos, and she sounds so pretty. I just wonder what she looks like. She got a pretty voice. She has a very pretty voice. Um, and then one that... Uh, I want to hear that voice squeal like a bitch. <laughs> oh, dear God. And one that uh, I, I started watching, and um, it's called They Will Kill You. And What the... Yeah, it's basically it's like a countdown where like the topic will be um, uh, honeymoons gone wrong, and basically he'll talk about like honeymooners that have like killed each other or you know there's been a murder or something. Um, or well, it sounds or, like small town murders. Yeah, it's it's something like that. It's just this guy that counts it down. And and speaking of merch, like I, they sell lots of merch too. Um, everybody sells merch. It's crazy. It's just ever like if you got a podcast or a YouTube channel, you have to have merch nowadays, right? Yeah, it's nuts. yeah, I gotta get on it. So anyway, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, me- I, I mentioned that, on, um, that that uh, they will kill you because that'll fall into into one of my guilty pleasures. And I'm I'm a true crime buff. I, I really, uh, for years have like I watch Forty Eight Hours. I watch Dateline. Uh, true, true, true crime daily is also a YouTube channel which I watch, and I uh, used to read a lot of Max Haynes books. And for people who don't know who Max Haynes is, he was a Canadian writer that used to do um, a, a, a crime flashback segment story in uh, the weekend edition of. Uh, uh, the Suns, like Toronto Sun, Edmonton Sun, those newspapers. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 just a true crime fan. And the thing with true crime, though, is that you know the reason why I say it's a guilty pleasure is because I kind of feel you know because I'm watching all these shows about murder, you know, real you know real <laughs> murderers and and stuff, and you know I always you know want to find out do they get the guy, do they not get the guy. You know, so anyway, kind of things that were bred into us with shows like Unsolved Mysteries and all that stuff. Yes, yeah, I used to love Unsolved Mysteries. That was one. 
because it was amazing. And, and I mean, the new one's good, like the one that they do on on Netflix. But it, you mm-hmm. know, but without a host, you know, I, I think it's missing a little something. And Robert Stack was like the perfect guy to host that show. Like his voice, you know, he wore that trench coat, and yeah, it was it, terrifying. I have nightmares from some of the episodes, like I watched as a child. <laughs> Oh, I remember one time watching the, one of them, uh, they were talking about UFOs, and I, I I couldn't sleep in my room. Like, I ended up having to sleep in my parents' room, like on the floor, because I was scared I was going to get yep. abducted. Um, but yeah, so anyway, true crime shows and books, that's one of my guilty pleasures. So Richard, um, what's one of your guilty pleasures? Richard. Um, oh, there you are. Yep. Yep. Sorry. I just uh, had my uh, microphone muted there for a second. Oh, no <laughs> Sorry worries. About no that. worries. Uh, so I'm going to kind of follow in, I guess, Kevin's uh, footsteps here and say some of my kids' TV shows, or rather IPs in general, um, just because obviously I'm around them a lot, but then mm-hmm. because I'm geeky, I'll kind of like try to figure out backstories and like, or the history of it or like whatever. Right. Um, so one of, one of the things that I got way too into to the point that I actually started planning, um, my Halloween costume around it, <laughs> um, was blippy. My son is really, oh my blippy. God. Oh God. <laughs> he's really, really into blippy right now. Like just not blippy, blippy, blippy monster truck, daddy, blippy monster truck <laughs> all the time. Um, but that being said, that guy is really smart and I've seen some interviews with him and his crew, like where he's not in character and, um, just a lot of really cool, interesting stuff behind the scenes. And he seems like a really, uh, like he's a nice guy and, you know, like he, he was apparently like, uh, in the air force or something, I think like that before, uh, or in the military of some kind, and then he, like, got out, and, like, his sister worked with kids, and then, like, that inspired him or something, and now he's, like, a bajillionaire off of, you know, just kids going, blippy, blippy, blippy. So, uh, that's really fun, but especially, this is the guilty part right here, definitely, and I had to go into work the other day, and I was like, guys, does it make me weird that I smoked a joint and watched the Paw Patrol movie by myself? <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't a bad movie i just watched it the other day and aside from liberty also having to wear pink Stupid! it was a really good movie i was really <laughs> upset that they forced the other girl to wear pink just because she was a girl and it was just different shades of pink like it could be other colors girls like other colors yeah God. Um, but it was pretty fun. Uh, I liked that they went to a different city. They upped the stakes. You know, like they, they it did feel like a new, like a movie. They definitely felt like they had a movie budget, which was really cool. Um, and they handled like the the background lore in a sense. Like they touched on the fact that you know Adventure Bay and came from there and stuff like that. That was really fun. Uh, but it's funny because uh, I want to say. I don't know, maybe six or eight months ago, uh, me and one of um, our other uh, geek follow alumni, um, Mike, uh, who I still talk to on a regular basis because, I mean, like, he lives not that far from me, so we still hang out every once in a while. Nice. But uh, we had a 
want to say hour and a half, two hour long um, text uh, stream between us where we planned out an entire um, live action movie based on Paw Patrol that was <laughs> written. It was written by oh, it was written by like Darren Aronofsky or something, but directed by Michael Bay. And then we had to come up with like a whole backstory of like, OK, so, you know, where does the kid get all the money for all of these, you know, puppies and all of their stuff. And, like, why is he in Adventure Bay? And he's there because, you know, like, he, he's getting funding from the CIA. And he, you know, started with one pup by himself. And then they found him because he was trying to hack in to the, you know, CIA to get their software to run the pup packs or something. And they found him. So they gave him money to train these dogs so that in the future they could turn it into a military thing, but they wanted it to be secret. So they put them in adventure Bay, this small little town. And like, we just came up with this whole thing <laughs> and then they go and release a movie. And it was just like, ah, oh, man, I mean, it's not as good as ours, but <laughs> it's pretty funny, but definitely a little bit of a guilty pleasure. Some of his, uh, some of his shows. I mean, I, I kind of get into them. Daniel Tiger's a new one for him, which I find, uh, very heartwarming because it's a continuation slash offshoot of um, Mr. Rogers, Mr. Yeah. Rogers Neighborhood, right? Um, or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. That's the one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that makes me happy because you know, like he still does the same, you know, like uh, putting his shoes on and his sweater and stuff, and it just kind of makes me think of uh, Mr. Rogers and you know, it's his organization and stuff like that, and I just I love that. That's super fun. Uh, so yeah. That's that's one of mine. Excellent. Yeah, I'd be lying if, like I said, I didn't watch my my little girl's stuff when she was growing up. I mean, um, one, what one, was it when she was growing up? Sailor she, Moon? She, no, she. Well, she's in the Sailor He's Moon now. He's not that now. old. Well, she's in the Sailor right? Moon now because uh, she loves manga awesome. and anime. But uh, no, it was Elmo. Sailor Moon. It was Elmo and the Backyardigans. Mm. Oh, the backyard again. Backyard yep. are amazing. Yeah, uh, they're Mac, weird. Max but and Ruby, yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, oh, oh, yeah, Max and Ruby. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I would watch those. Always wondering, like, when are the parents going to show Tipu, up? Tipu, what's the Tipu and <laughs> Tipu and Binu? That's uh, the and Binu. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, my son's behind me, being like, "Yep." creepy yup <laughs> so funny yeah I, lo I loved it when they got into spongebob because it was like yes this is so much funnier uh and better and then yeah then then they got into adventure time which was even better and yeah but anyway uh lillian uh what is one of your guilty pleasures well ironically i've been fidgeting with it now so i have an obsession <clears throat> With uh, puzzle games like um, mis murder mystery click puzzle games where you solve puzzles and envelop an entire story. Okay. Um, I have like I've always loved them like growing up with like Mist. Um, I'm pretty sure Mist is the reason that this started. You run around <laughs> on the island, you solve the puzzles. It takes hours to turn on all the right taps. Um, I actually tried playing Mist again because Dan downloaded it onto the Xbox and I couldn't get past the first puzzle because I couldn't remember what to do. Um, That's but so I, funny. It's yeah, yeah. And thanks to like my phone, so my I've gone through uh, in the App Store. I've beaten pretty much most of the ones that are good. And the one I'm currently playing um, is actually an it's Jap I think pretty sure it's Japanese. So the the 
The English is a little funny, but the puzzles are hard. The storyline is good, and I'm having way too much fun. Excellent. So that is, I, I, I have a, I love these games. Like this. And this is for what? Con- this is Xbox, PC. Um, I've played them on all of them. Um, oh, I have on, me, on PC. You can find them for like I had one. I've had a Titanic one that I was obsessed with. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express, and then there were none. Like all the Agatha Christie murders, all of the so many Agatha Christie murders. Anything that's murder mystery, really, if it's got a puzzle involved, or at least if it's it's got an element of you have to solve it. So like with the Agatha Christie ones, you have to figure out and solve puzzles and interview everyone. Same with like the CSI games or anything like that where it's it's i had one where you had to go hunt down jack the ripper and of course you never caught him because in real life Mm -hmm. nobody Mm -hmm. caught him yeah so cool yeah no but that is a mild not a mild it's a big obsession of mine it's a bad obsession of mine (laughs) cool um all right kevin uh what's another guilty pleasure of yours all right, so because you brought up the YouTube one, um, and and I have seen that one as well, uh, TikTok in general, oh, yep. I waste way too much time on it. It is not a waste; it is an investment. Oh my <laughs> god! So I, I've seen the one that you're talking about uh, on TikTok originally. I don't follow, but it it would come up often enough in my yeah. you know you might like my my FYP. Yeah. As they call it there, F-Y-P but for your for your for you pa- for your page for your page, yeah. Oh, for, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. Here's stuff <laughs> that we think you would be interested in according to our algorithm. Wait, there's and their pages algorithm on is right. There's pages on SnapTalk now. On TikTok, no, it's like because um, everyone has their account, so you start looking at some things, and based on how long you look at it and watch it, they start getting an idea of what you like. And the algorithm, be- yeah, and the algorithm becomes really good. So mine so it's not a page so much as a tab or like a section of of. Uh, it's it's like here's here's your stuff for you. It's yeah, like a here's newsfeed. Your... It'll you scroll through different videos. Yeah. It'll direct okay. those videos yeah. that you like. Mm-hmm. So like, like nerdy TikTok is my life. Yeah, it's like here's your curated page. Here's your there we curated. Go. curated. That's the word curated. I was looking there for. There we go. That's a good word. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly the word I was looking for a second ago. Thank you. Yeah, leave so, it to the librarian. Yeah. <laughs> so I have like a lot of comic and wrestling things that show up, and some started following. Like, okay, I want to make sure I see their video all the time, so I'll follow this person. And that your follow tab's a, a different tab. But then it's like, okay, we know you like this stuff. Let's show you more people like this. Let's show you people that these people follow. You might like that as well. Um, so the one Chris was talking about, I remember seeing her, what was it? Her husband like snuck up behind her or said some bad joke or whatever. And she just kicks her foot fl- flip flop uh-huh. right up into her hand. And she was just like, God's not going to help you. God's still under quarantine. And I fucking lost it. I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing for it. Um, but one of one things I enjoy for the most part, it kind of self filters. So if you don't want to see this angle, this perspective, this opinion, you're not going to, because the algorithm's really good at it. Yeah. Um, so I get a ton of comic stuff. I get a ton of library stuff. I get way too many cute girls that are librarians. <laughs> <laughs> their own pages. Um. 
but then I get stuff where I'm like, hey, did you know this terrible thing about history and how this minority was repressed? Let me show you something. And I'm like, holy shit, I just learned a lot that I never learned in my American schooling. Oh, this app is headquartered in China. Almost as if one of the reasons why our previous administration wanted to ban this app is because they can't filter it for our agenda. Yeah. So you're, I'm finding out all sorts of stuff. Like a lot of us found out about um, Tulsa thanks to the Watchmen TV show. Yep. There is stuff like that throughout American history that I'm just like, I didn't know we were that awful. I didn't TikTok know. TikTok is very good at teaching. Oh, my Mm. gosh. But then the problem is, because I know that's there, it's frequently like, okay, I need to go to bed. I'm going to just go on TikTok, and I'm going to just go on until I've learned something. And an hour later, I finally get that video where I learned something. I'm like, it's been an hour. I could have gone to bed an hour ago. For a 40-second video or something. (laughs) Yeah. And it's good. I'm glad I watched it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, the, but it's also, I think it's a very good platform for like, I'm seeing all these faces and opinions and people and all that aren't me, you know, they're not like, you know, straight white cis male. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing all these LBGT and POC and everything that I'm like, oh my God, all these opinions. Like one person I follow is just like, Hey, do you like metal? Do you like rock? Here's a all black metal band that you've never heard of. Not black metal like from Norway, but like you know yeah, yeah. all African Americans or whatever, you know. And she's like, "Hey, do you like this band? Do you know the guitarist is black?" And I was like, "I've never even heard of that band." Oh, you know, like cool that because you know rock and metal is not really a you know a, a black dominated uh, genre of music anymore. So it it's really like does. hockey, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it really, do, you know, you don't see it, but then I'm like, oh, my God, that's good. How did I never hear about mm-hmm. it? Well, you know, because music's marketed a certain way now, and rock and metal's not part of that marketing anymore. That's why I never heard about it before. Mm. This is like, oh, let me follow this. One dude, all he does is band pitches. He'll be like, okay, what's your band name? And, and you know, he's on the other side. It's like... Oh, uh, we're going to call our band Alestorm. Okay, I'm just picking one off the top of my head. Uh, what's your gimmick? Well, we're going to pretend that we're pirates that drink beer. Okay, um, so what, like one album, two? Nope, we think we can do this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm losing it because I'm like, everything you're saying is true. Everything yeah. you're saying here is absolutely right. But yep. just so much cool stuff. I learned so much. I wonder now. how many people stole band names from that person. In for their real band, like there's got to be some college oh, he, kid somewhere he, starting a band that's like trying to like pass it off on their friends, like they thought of that name that they stole from this guy's TikTok video. You know, no, what I mean? he's he's only doing real bands. That is a real oh, band. Oh, oh, that's that. Oh, that's much. That's better. But also, yeah. but also the other way would also be entertaining if he was oh, just making up his own bands. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no. This, this is all he's doing. Real bands and just like taking the piss old, out of can it. Sub- can you submit one for me and tell me if he ever does it? Do Alabama Thunder Pussy. I need to know <laughs> what he thinks of Alabama Thunder Pussy. That's the greatest, most hilarious, stupidest band name ever. And apparently, it's like some supergroup, quote unquote, of like rockers, like rock supergroup or something. It's hilarious. I, I will look through. I know he just did Necro Goblin. Oh my god! Which 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 is a thrash metal band fronted by a dude in a go, in a goblin this, costume. You definitely need to give tick like tick. I don't know. We watch TikTok every night before bed. We have our favorite people. They we just 
we live on it. Go, go, I've go had ahead. it before, but I see, like, I realized that I was wasting too much time and then I stopped. But somehow, because of TikTok, uh, TikTok's popularity, now it's everywhere. So when you're on Facebook, yeah. you're watching Facebook Reels. When you're on YouTube, yeah. you're watching YouTube Shorts. But they're all quite literally the exact TikTok video yep. uploaded onto another platform. Okay. But well, I also feel like that, like for me, I'm like I'm okay with that because I, I like I don't know, like I'm I guess just cautious about TikTok still because it is a Chinese-owned app, and I'm just kind of like I don't know, like that's pretty messed up. You know, like I can watch it other places still, you know, the same content. It's just not that curation. But uh, yeah, TikTok is like literally everywhere. Even when it's not TikTok, it's still TikTok. Yep. Well, like, no, because people say, oh, you're on TikTok. Isn't that for like teenage girls or, you know, whatever? Like that's the mm-hmm. attitude for it. My boss will say, oh, I will never be on TikTok. That's ridiculous. But then she'll send me Instagram reels. I'm like, it's the same freaking thing. Yeah, yeah, same thing here. Yeah, and just will not will not cave at all. For some reason, TikTok has the aura around it of being, you know, a, a joke or for kids or for whatever. But everything else is perfectly fine and normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I find it hilarious that Facebook is now for old people. I yep. so I yep. I had a a work outing a little while ago where there was like fifteen of us or something in three different cars, and somehow. I, it ended up being me and the two youngest female employees that we have. So it was me and like, I don't know, like a 15 year old and a 16 year old or something like that. Like our, 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 our hostess and our dishwasher. And it was so awkward. And the front of house manager was just dying laughing the whole time. Like, what are they making you listen to sucker? <laughs> like shit like that. Right. But it's funny because, you know, throughout trying, like, we were driving to go, uh, what was it, um, uh, zip lining uh, for a, a work event or whatever. But during the, the 40 minute drive, and, you know, you're chit chatting and stuff, and I'm talking to them, and we start talking about TikTok and whatever, social media. And then I mentioned, you know, Facebook one time, and they were like, we don't have Facebook, giggle, giggle, giggle. Only old people have Facebook, giggle, giggle, giggle. And I'm like, well, like, but what do you use that? And they're like, oh, like TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, but like none of those things have words. <laughs> like, where do you put the words? I need to know more than just a few characters and some hashtags. Like, well, actually, you can have like most people use the messaging. So they use, so Facebook and or for Instagram, Snapchat and all of that, like you have like a, a DM box, just like with Twitter and all that. So. It's no, weird. Well, I, know I don't that, but like, like that. I mean, as far as like, if I was to put a rant up or something, like I don't know, it's just weird. Like I'm just like, yeah, but like you need you like I just I'm not old. No, when people when they put the rant <laughs> up, I have friends who put it in their stories, and there's actually like an app that'll make oh, I, you can make a post that goes in your stories. stories. I yeah. fucking hate stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it doesn't help that my sister is into like this MLM beach body shit. Oh dear God. So, like, no. There's 25,000 posts a day about her two kids who whom are adorable but do not need that much attention. And then there's also another 25,000 posts about like, you know, hey, everybody, who's thought about this? And I'm, you know, my well-being mind and body and soul and uplifting quote of the day. And, and yeah, like I'm drinking my energy drink for my health and yours. And what are you doing to, to change your life today? And I'm like... I love you. 
sister, but like you're not a fucking health guru. <laughs> like who the fuck do you think you are? Like Mike Myers and the Love Guru or some shit? Like what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's Jeez. it fucking hate stories. <laughs> you kind of need like every social media because they all are doing something different. Like at this point, Facebook is well, how I keep the same thing slightly different ways. Is that, well, no, not but most no, but I mean for for like who's on it though and who's active yes. on it like yeah, Facebook yeah, yeah, is sure. mostly family members for me at this point um, Twitter is more like that's yeah. the thing like for me Facebook is mostly groups now groups and pages where I communicate with mass people about a certain topic that I'm interested in it's almost yeah. like a BBS page now or a forum yeah Twitter is more like my networking and my people you know in, in these different communities that you know, we t- we podcast, we blog, we do whatever yeah. for it. Like Instagram, news, quick news and stuff like that. Yeah, Instagram, I really just want to see, like, a cool picture and just yeah. mindlessly scroll through. Twitter mm-hmm. apparently is, like, you know, I, I don't know how it happened in my algorithm, but, like, here's a cute lesbian couple that t- tells pickup lines to each other. I'm like, all right. <laughs> this is Twitter now? No, That's TikTok. Twitter? Oh, TikTok. TikTok, I, I, TikTok I, I, I have les- lesbian TikTok is heavy up. ADHD Le- nerd lesbian TikTok. Lesbian apparently. TikTok is huge. That's because they're hot. Lillian, do you uh, have Haley and Kendra showed up in your feed? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Anyway, well, oh, very interesting and long they're, guilty pleasure. <laughs> they're they're so they're so cute, and at least one video a week, if not like two or three, is them just saying the most filthy pickup lines to each other to try to get a reaction. And the the shock and disgust reaction is what makes it. Haley and Kendall. Haley and Kendra. Oh, Kendra. Oh, I'm looking it up on YouTube because again, I refuse to have. Oh, I'm talk, sure someone. I'm sure someone. It came up with something about like the. Uh, oh, what are those stupid people call? Um, the they got the reality show there. Kendall. Ken, Ken, yes, them. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's not them at all. Haley and Kendra. Perfect. I'm <laughs> going to save this for later. Thirty-four videos. All right. Uh, uh, I love that we're just educating. A, a quick tangent. I just wanted to throw it out there because um, uh, Kev was talking about uh, history and stuff. Uh, Weird History Channel on YouTube. I love that. That's a great, great channel to watch because they delve. I feel like in... we should just call this the tangent episode. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, but but they but they delve into like weird history stuff that you may not have heard of. Um. All right. Well, I love uh, shit like that though. Yeah, me too. I'll I'll quickly move on to my next guilty pleasure, and it's a collecting. Like I, I like to collect certain things, and the two things that I'm collecting primarily toilet rolls. Uh, first up is uh, Masters of the Universe Funko Pops. Um, I like Funko Pops. I love the fact that you know they have like a license for everything, which is really cool. Um. But I don't know, like, during the the lockdown and stuff, I just got into collecting them. Like, it's like I'd buy one, and then I was like, oh, I gotta buy this other one. I gotta buy, oh, look, here's a Comic-Con exclusive, you know. And So anyway, I, I, I've got, like, three shelves of these now, of Masters of the Universe Funko Pops. I'm so glad I've avoided the Funko Pop thing. <laughs> Oh, I, I had to put the brakes wow. on it because I, I was like, one. I have only one, and that's it. 
Because I was gonna be, I was gonna start collecting like GI Joe bad guys. I'm like, nope, nope. That's a that's a rabbit hole. Let's stick with Masters of the Universe. Yeah, but Funko Pops aren't aren't a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also I collect. I I also collect Hot Wheels uh, Mustangs and Batmobiles. Um, Whoa. So anyway, uh, I got into collecting uh, Hot Wheel Mustangs because I'm a Mustang fan, and I can't afford a real Mustang. Um, and then also at the time, like my because my son when he was younger, oh well, he still collects Hot Wheels. Like he actually has a really awesome Hot Wheel collection. Um, but he was into Hot Wheels, so that'd be like our thing. Like when we'd go to like Walmart mm-hmm. or go to Red Apple or whatever. We'd go to the toy mm-hmm. section and, and, you know, I'd pick up uh, a Mustang and he'd pick up whatever. And nice. so, yeah, it, it's something I still do. Like when I go to one of those stores, I'll check out the Hot Wheel section, see what the Mustangs are. And what I do is I buy, I'll buy them, add them to the collection, but sometimes I'll buy like one I already have. Um, so then uh, what happens with that one is it either goes to my nephew's you know, if they come over for a visit, I'll give them one. Um, or it'll go, like, I got a big plastic jack-o'-lantern um, that we put candies in for Halloween. So I'll put the extras in there. And then I'll hand those out at Halloween to to little, you know, little kids that come by. Um, so, you know, they, they get a big thrill out of that. If you, have, you know, do you like Hot Wheels? Yeah. You know, you can hand them a Hot Wheel and their, their eyes just get so big it's awesome um you should get yourself a a purple pumpkin for next year if you hand those out again because that's apparently a thing now i just found that out if you put a purple pumpkin out it means that you have allergy free gifts or something oh instead of you can instead of handing out candy you're handing out something that's that's like something else for kids that have uh, may have allergies or dietary restrictions Um, You know, celiacs, uh, kids with allergies, uh, vegans or vegetarians or whatever who can't necessarily have regular candy and don't want to, you know, sift through eight pounds of candy to get six they can eat. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, apparently it's a thing. There's there was four or five people in my neighborhood this year that did it. And I was like, as somebody who has a a child with dietary issues, I was uh, I mean, they're not out yet. But like when they do, it's going to be interesting how we handle it. So I'm glad that it's a thing. You should uh, look into that. Yeah, no, that that sounds awesome. Like, um, like last year, I also went out and bought like My Little Pony stuff from the dollar store for the girls. Uh, this year, I kind of forgot nice. about it. Um, but I wasn't home anyway. Well, girls like up. cars too. Yeah, no, I, I'll I'll give a girl like my niece likes the cars as well. Um, but then also, like I said, I've I I collect Batmobile Hot Wheels. So whenever I see a Batmobile, um, you know, or you know, if they have like a He Man Hot Hot Wheel or, uh, you know, they had the Turtle Van, um, Kit from, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Knight Rider, Rider. Back to the Future. (laughs) Um, you know, any, any kind of specialty car like that, I'll usually pick up. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Hot Wheels are great. You know, it's just, it, it, it does seem weird when you see a grown man in the toy section looking at Hot Wheels. And then, you know, little kids, ha- you know, are coming by and they're wondering why I'm standing there looking at Hot Wheels. Uh, so that's why I include it as a guilty pleasure. Because, you know, sometimes I do Fair feel enough. a little guilty. Um, all right. So, Richard, what's what's next on your list? 
Uh, next on my list would probably be uh, lit RPGs. Um, I, over the past, I want to say like year and a half, maybe maybe two years uh, or something like that, I've gotten, I'm just so far down a rabbit hole on lit RPGs. They are my favorite thing. They've taken, I haven't even listened to, I don't think, I think I might have listened to one podcast in the past two months because I've been re- I, I want to use the word reading, but I, I'm listening to the audiobooks. But I'm going through a series again because he released one or two books since I last uh, read the series. And so I wanted to get back into it and remember um, where I was in the series and, and just check back in with it or whatever before I read the new ones. And like, yeah, there's just I've, I've read hundreds at this point, at least at least 100 or 200 probably of these books. There's so much fun. It's like listening to Final Fantasy mixed with Dungeons and Dragons. It's great. Like some of them go into like really crazy detail with the stats um, to the point where like like people will um, go through these books and actually add everything up and write these stats down that you're hearing like plus five to this and negative three to that and whatever. And like it actually all makes sense throughout the book. Like the amount of um, math that goes into some of these books and like thought process and stuff like that is insane, but it's super fun. I love them. Uh, the narration is great. Like, especially as an audio book, I think there's so much fun. Um, there's one series that's kind of like, it's funny. The guy's business card actually describes it as um, like Rick and Morty, but a lit RPG or whatever. Like, and uh there's there's just so many great series. There's actually one that's based in and around uh, my hometown of Ottawa. Um, they the main character starts off in like Toronto or something and has to go through like Algonquin Park and get to Ottawa. And it's like basically, um, I think I might have actually talked about it before a year or two ago. But it's basically what happens is the world, um, some world event happens. Basically, the Earth you know, Gaia wakes up and is all pissed off that humans have like fucked her shit all up and, you know, used uh, what is they call oil is like her essence sort of thing. Um, and we've been like burning it and using it for useless things when it's like the most valuable thing in the universe. And like, you know, like you, you can, you, you don't need to do that, whatever. So she gets all pissed off. And like what happens is basically because she like Gaia wakes up, then like quote unquote magic comes back sort of thing like almost like magic and so now there's like all of these objects start turning into golems and monsters and stuff so like for instance the um the peace tower in ottawa parliament buildings turn into a giant golem that like you know i don't know somewhere two-thirds down the end of the book they have to like fight the peace towers you know, or they have to fight like they're right at the beginning of the book one of the first golems he meets is like his car that turned into a golem. So he's sitting there fighting a giant, like essentially a transformer of his like Honda Civic or something. And he has to fight it. But then like there, because for me, I live in Ottawa and then he comes to Ottawa to like save his family and his sister and his parents. And they're talking about schools that like my friends went to and like, you know, areas of the city that I've been to and stuff. And it's really cool. But like, there are other ones obviously that don't take place in my, uh, hometown they're all really fun if you like rpgs they're super fun if you like um adventure books uh they're super fun a lot of them kind of i would say about 80 percent of them 
um, have some sort of premise that's based around uh, virtual reality. Like it's all virtual reality. Like, oh, this character in the real world and now in the game world, he's this or um, it's either that or they get sucked into the game somehow. And, you know, it's, oh, my God, I'm in the game. Now this is my life. What do I do? Sort of thing, right? Like, uh, what was that? Uh, Captain N sort of thing. Um, but it's super fun. There's some really great series out there. The one that I'm reading, uh, the series that I'm reading now um, is called, hold on, what's it called? Uh, Evolution is the name of the damn book. Um, Stifle. I can't think of it now. There's like a hundred of them. But uh, The Land is a really good series. There's like eight of them in that series. Uh, oh, Awaken Online. That's what I'm reading right now. There's, I think he's releasing the eighth book uh, shortly. There's there's a ton of them. Just look up Lit RPG and um, have fun. They're, they're a blast. There's a great online Facebook community where you can download free books uh, free sample books and, you know, enterprises and follow the authors and stuff like that. It's a great community, super fun books, lots of detail. If you like that, there's also other ones that are super weird, uh, like harem lit RPGs that scared the crap out of me when I downloaded one by accident. I was like, why are they talking about <laughs> nipples? Mommy, I don't like this. It was super awkward. I was like, I was getting really into the book. It was a book called like American Dragon. Or something like that, which I'm like, ooh, I know American Dragon, Daniel Bryan. This is going to be great. <laughs> and it was great. It was weird. And there was sex. And, and like, uh, and like it. it was awkward. <laughs> but like the background story and the statistics and the game mechanics was great. But then they had to keep fucking. <laughs> they just kept fucking and talking about fucking. And it was just awkward. I like <laughs> But uh, that's my guilty pleasure. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and Lily, uh, what's what's next for your guilty pleasures? Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just so. Oh, that's funny. Um. Okay. Um. Well, I own over probably two dozen of them at the moment in my house, but squishimals. Um. When I when we have a horror that these um, marshmallow feeling heavenly stuffed animals that are the most beautiful things on the planet and unfortunately like I think my husband started it we started dating we he got one it felt like butter when you hugged it then he got me a fox that was it Emma my fox and then squishmallows 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 oh Literally. I thought it was oh, okay. I, I misheard you. Squish mouths. Oh my god, these look adorable and amazing. They are I want so them. adorable. Oh. They feel like heaven, and they come in like we have them from ones that go on a keychain size to there's one. An avocado. Yes, there is an avocado. There's toast. They're everything. We have yeah. everything from dragons to pandas. Um, we the biggest. We have two giant ones in our living room that are probably at least three feet tall. Um, and my son uses wow. one uh, named Kenny for its name is Kenny. They each have a name. And Kenny is his pillow. Um, and so, like, we, we love these things. And half the time when someone's in a bad mood, a Squishmallow will show up <laughs> to make them feel better. Like, the number of times where when we got Kenny, my husband jumps in the car, throws this three-foot-tall like, Squishmallow at me, and is like, oh, my God, they killed Kenny. Whoop. <laughs> like, okay. <sighs> but, um, 
They also make them as like neck pillows for traveling. They are the most comfortable things ever if you yeah, if you wind up I've traveling seen, a lot. I've seen these now. Now they they look familiar. I've totally squished some of these before. Like the unicorn, there's like a unicorn yep. cat one that I've seen at like Walmart or something. It's like a tie-dye unicorn or something with weight, pig pig unicorn or something. They have all of the different kinds, like so many different kinds. And, yeah, and, they even and, have branded ones, it looks like, too. Oh, yeah. I see uh, Jack Skellington. I see the, the, um, uh, the Are You Afraid of Your Training Dragon or whatever, mm-hmm. Sesame Street. There's uh, Baby Yoda or whatever, ba- you know, all that stuff. That's really cool. They're pretty okay. awesome, and they're but they're hor- like depending on if you get them on sale, the prices, or if you buy like I saw someone selling an axolotl one the other day, and I was like, oh, no. My, my one of my best friends is like Lily. Say it mm-hmm. after me. You do not need more stuffies. You are grown <laughs> people, and I'm like my stuffies. <laughs> like it's funny because we just got the go ahead to paint our house, so we can actually put up after we're done all of our Avengers and Marvel and all of our prints. Nice. But my girlfriend is like, you don't need more stuffies. I'm like, but I have space. <laughs> but if there's space for them, that means I need them. It's you know? re- it's really it's really. My husband will go into shoppers. That's where we tend to buy most of ours, and he'll just send me photos. That's a lot of like, uh, PC optimum points. <laughs> Pretty much. But that is yeah. No, if you ever come to my house, if you ever wind up in the vicinity <clears throat> with me, there will be a squish melt by. Jeez, I got three. Awesome. I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> Uh, I will take them off your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I went. I went to a TJ Maxx around here, and somehow they had three of the Halloween ones left, like one of each. So I grabbed the witch, the ghost, and the pumpkin. But I grabbed them like right at the end of Halloween, so no one's looking for them now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the only reason I like I don't want them. The only reason I grabbed them was to go ahead and flip them, and I I missed the Halloween window. That's so how we might... wound it up with like a two foot tall Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, I might be sitting here for oh, a year until next that's, Halloween. See, that's cool as shit, though. Like my two foot tall Harry Potter, he scares at me when I'm in bed. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's not even the weird. We have in our closet. We have a two foot tall Batman wearing a Time Turner and a Captain Avengers mask. <laughs> so that's an interesting mixture. <laughs> I know. Anyway, that that's quite the guilty pleasure. They're addictive and not cheap. So it's like, oh dear. But, and, but and, adorable, so worth it. And they are very that's soft. A good pick. They are so soft. All right, well, let's nice. go once more around the block. If you have any, if you don't, that's fine. Uh, Kevin, do you have any? <laughs> Lightning round. Do <laughs> you have any yeah. other guilty pleasures? I, I can do one more, yeah. Sure. All right. So. I enjoy looking at people's shelves. And I don't mean like, well, I mean, yeah, part of it's going into someone's house, you know, like uh, when, you know, with their permission, of course, uh, with their permission. Yeah. But like a thrill of going into their house, the best (laughs) thing at first, and then to see their shelves. Ooh. (laughs) Um, yeah, because like uh, last last year, two years ago now, I was at my uncle's house. I hadn't been there in a while, so I was checking out his bookshelves and his DVD wall and everything. Um, you know, if you become friends with someone or start dating someone, you got to check out the shelves to get an idea of what they're like and everything. So but 
um, if I'm flipping through a magazine, because I get like so many magazines for free now um, from work and from other things that I'll be flipping through like a design magazine, like a home design one. I'm like, I don't give a shit about this stuff at all. But then there'll be a picture of like this giant celebrity bookshelf thing. I was like, Ooh, what do they have? And I got to go through and check out the shelves and how they're organized and designed. And I hate it when people take off all the dust jackets and like all the black um, hardcovers are together and all the white are together and all the red. I'm like, that is not helpful to find books. I don't like that. I know it looks pretty, but it drives me insane. Um, one of the What's comics. dust sites, jacket? The plastic cover the that pla- you get on a book. Around a hardcover. Like the one, yeah. the one that everybody hates? Yeah. So people will take that off and then organize their books okay. by the color that the hardcover is underneath. You would hate me. But that doesn't, uh-huh. that doesn't keep authors together. That doesn't keep genres together. That's just. Well, that I get. But like you could still, you could still organize it by that, by the author and stuff, right? Without. True, because true. it's usually just... the exact same everything. There's just plastic on it because we're humans and we love putting plastic on things. Ah, it just drives me nuts. Extra cover on it. <laughs> um, one of the uh, comic sites used to have a weekly thing called shelf porn, and it was people would just send in pictures of like their comic collections awesome. or their books and all. And it was just like, oh, hey, here's my shelf of like all these old horror, all these old sci-fi ones. Here's yeah. how I have it organized. It's it's either chaos or it's super neat. Um. And then there's, I don't know what it is, but a couple times a year I'll just be like, I'm bored. You know what I haven't looked at in a while? And I have to do a Google image search to find it. I type in, like, comic book rooms, and then I find this forum. And it's all people that just have, like, a room in their house, you know, a den, an office, or whatever, that has all their comics in it. And I'll just go through that for hours a couple times a year to just be like, oh, that's so cool. Some of them are all backed and board. Some of them are all CGC'd and protected. Some of them are just like a mess of things or framed on a wall or tacked up and all. But just to see like, oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, I would like that. Oh, I could pull that one off. That would look very cool. Like someone took those uh, cube shelves. There's like usually like a nine, like a three by three shelf thing bought a bunch of them, filled up a wall, and all their comics are on there bagged and board with little, like, file folder things sticking out for, like, the letters and the separation and all. Like, you sound like the kind of person who would adore, <laughs> like, on TikTok, they have book talkers? Oh, I go through... Yeah. If, if, if I, I will admit, if it's a cute girl doing the book talk, they get a follow a little quicker. <laughs> but there are... But you know what I mean when I talk about their shelves? Like, some of those shelves just... Did did you see there was one recently where everyone's flipping out like that doesn't look secure or safe <laughs> anymore? And she had to do a separate video of how it's screwed into the wall and would never move. Yep, I did. But it, yeah, I th- I think the thing was up like nine ten feet high at least. But yeah, I I just love seeing what people do and then trying to get my own ideas. And within the last couple months, as I've been like redoing my stuff, I'm like. Oh, all these ideas are coming back now. Okay, what if I did this? What if I do this? I'll, I'll change this around. Like one of the things I was messing with is um, the bookshelves my DVDs are on. I could fit the DVDs too deep, but that's not going to work because now I can't see what's behind there. 
So I'm like, all right, let me look at like a Lowe's or Home Depot or, you know, an office thing and try to find some risers in there. Well, that was super expensive times the number of shelves I had. I'm like, I'm not spending more on risers than I spent on the actual bookshelves. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. So I was going through, you know, what I've remembered from these sites and these articles and everything and these examples. I went to the dollar store. I got some shipping boxes, cut them in half, and put them behind the first row of DVDs. And nice. the the dimension of the shipping boxes was enough that it raises the second row mm. up that I can see the spines for everything. So I'm like, all right, I spent a dollar per shelf here. That's perfect. <clears throat> yeah. It. yeah, you just fold the box, tape it up, and it was all set. I'm like, all right, cool. Done. All this, all these hours spent actually came in handy finally. Yeah, really. <laughs> Years later. That's so funny. Excellent. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just gonna piggyback on on Kevin's there because everyone knows I watch Coronation Street. I've I've already talked about it. It's on my list. Um, I'm a fan. But anyway, I just wanted to piggyback on Kevin's because I totally understand where he's coming from with you know looking at other people's shelves. Um, even if it's something you're not interested in, it's just checking it out. Like, um, like the one time I was over at a friend's place and his wife is into Stephen King and she has like first edition Stephen King's like on her (sighs) shelf. And I'm like, you know, and I mean, I've only read a couple Stephen King books in my time. Uh, but, but of course I know who Stephen King is. I, I like Stephen King. Um, but even I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is really cool. Uh, so I, even though, like, I, I'm not, like, a, a hardcore fan of Stephen King, I can appreciate it. Um, and then my my wife, uh, we were over at her friend's house. Uh, this is years ago. And she's, like, a big Danielle Steele fan. So she has, like, I remember they were giving us a tour of their house, like, uh, her friend and her husband. And so they showed us their, you know, gave us the tour of their bedroom and she's got like shelves and shelves of Danielle Steele. And I mean, my mom reads Danielle Steele. So, you know, like it's, it's definitely like, it's not my wheelhouse, but at the same time, I was like, this is impressive. You know, like if you're a Danielle Steele fan, this is, this is, this is awesome. This is really cool. So I, yeah, I totally get, you know, going to other people's houses and especially when they have a collection or something, you know, just admiring it for what it is, even if you're not a fan, like I totally Totally get that. Um, Richard, do you have any more guilty pleasures you want to share? Uh, sure, I've got some I can uh, I can speed through. Sure. Um, so uh, cheap eBay crap. Love me some <laughs> cheap eBay crap. Always trying to have some cheap eBay crap in the mail. Love me some like $10 or less eBay crap. Oh, my gosh. All the time. My wife hates it. She wants me to get rid of my only credit card because it's hard for her to track all the crap <laughs> that I get from eBay. She hates it. Um, so there's, yeah, that that's a big one. Um, probably going to go on here later and, and buy some eBay crap after this podcast before I go to bed. Probably in bed. I'll be buying eBay crap, probably. Um, my Plex drive has become an absolute obsession of mine. Um Throughout the pandemic, uh, I've talked about it kind of here and there before, I'm sure, on some sort of some podcast somewhere, definitely. Um, but uh, I just I've been really into finding media 
and putting it on my Plex drive, finding it. We'll use that word. Um, <laughs> and uh, I just I have I think I'm up to uh, 12 terabytes, I want to say, of media. Um, I would say about 65 to 70 percent of that is TV shows. Um, like I even like I started making my own TV channels. Um, I've got like shows ready to make like a um, what's that TV land. So I've got like old uh, um, uh, old, you know, black and white shows going back to like, you know, the honeymooners and stuff like that. Um and then I've got, you know, like the 80s stuff, like, you know, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati and, you know, like every sitcom you could ever imagine. Um, when I did make a bunch of channels for a while, I made a couple of test channels, uh, like five or six test channels. And one of them was like TGIF. I, I named it TGIF uh, or whatever, like the old um, block that they used to have on it. What was it? ABC or NBC? ABC. ABC, um, and it was just constant. It was 24 hours a day of every single sitcom that I have that would just run in a loop on these channels that are run off of software on my computer using the media on my hard drives because I've got external hard drives or whatever. And it's just been, I love it. I have, I've got everything. I'm, I'm adding Dexter as we speak because my wife wants to watch Dexter because she hasn't seen it in a long time before, you know, the new stuff comes out or whatever. Yep. Um, I've been watching SEAL Team recently has been something that I've been into for some reason, probably because it has Angel in it. I'll watch anything with Angel. I love him. Um, so that's been a really big obsession of mine is uh, just expanding that to the point that I'm thinking about spending like $1,000 on a standalone drive that will just sit in my like internet, my, like my laundry room where my internet router is and it'll be attached to it and it'll just run Plex. And then I, we, we won't be attached to a computer and it'll have like 30 terabytes of storage. Like that's how deep down this hole I am. <laughs> um, so with that goes along with retro TV. Uh, I've been watching a lot of retro TV, guilty pleasure, you know, all my friends and family are like, oh, did you watch Squid Games? And I'm like, no, but I did watch the first season of Cheers <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. So, you know, like that's a little bit of a guilty pleasure for me, for sure. Um, wrestling podcasts and YouTube uh, channels, uh, especially like the the top lists, you know, Cultaholic, your Wrestle Talk, your uh, Wrestling with Regret, um, Wrestle Talk TV, Parts Fun Known. Uh, Adam fantasy books is amazing stuff like that. I love those types of things. Um, and I don't know a lot of people that like, uh, wrestling. So that's definitely a guilty pleasure. Um, and finally, uh, free electric vehicle charging. A lot of people in the EV community, once you've had an electric vehicle for a while, a lot of people kind of look down on free EV charging because it's so cheap to drive. Like, unless you're going to be somewhere, um, for, you know, longer than an hour, quite often it isn't necessarily worth charging. Um, you know, if you're just going to say like, uh, get some groceries and you're only there for like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, a lot of people are just like, well, why do you even need to plug in? Whereas I'm like, well, why don't you? It's free. They're giving it to you. Why would you not take it? It's free. Yeah. Like, I don't care if it's, if it's 25 cents of electricity. If I do that 80 times a year, that's X amount or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm just I'm I'm 
I'm weird like that. I will go to specific locations in the city just because I know that there's a charger there and I'll be like, well, whatever, like maybe they don't have the brand that I normally buy of, you know, the noodles that I like, but they've got this other stuff and, and free charging. So it'll be okay. Um, so the, yeah, that's, that's a big thing for me. I'm just obsessed with making my car as cheap to drive as possible by getting all the free electricity I can to the point that one month, I think it was uh, July. Um, I actually didn't plug in at home the entire time. Me and my wife ran an experiment where we only charged in public. Uh, we went the entire month without charging at home once Hmm. again, helps that we live next to Ikea. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a fun experiment to try and just to see if we could do it and how much electricity we use and, you know, how much we got free. And we were like, spent the whole month, all that effort. And I think we saved like $30, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) So, you know, but it was fun. It was, you know, it was just fun to see. And, uh, so that would be my last, uh, lightning round guilty pleasure. Excellent. And Lillian, do you have any other guilty pleasures? Oh, goodness me. Uh, period dramas. Anything period drama. Um, uh, cool, I will watch cool, them over and over again. Quick Bird question. Mysteries? Yes. Uh, yes. I was on set. I was on set at uh, the new season in Kingston. They filmed at the Kingston um, uh, jail and in the Kingston um, like downtown area for, oh, what episode was it? Um uh, when Julia went away and um, uh, Murdoch was, like, investigating her because he was jealous of her or something like that. And he had to, like, look some shit up. It was really crazy. But anyway, I was totally on set. I got there late, so I didn't get um, a wristband where I got to meet and greet everybody or, they, you know, other people did. But uh, if you get there early enough, you get to, like, meet the staff and stuff. But they totally film in my region, like, all the time. Like, I'm going to go try and get to some more set stuff. But, like, it's so funny. I can be like, I can literally, there's a scene where I can watch it and be like, if you just pan that a little more to the left, I'm right there. (laughs) And it was so cool to watch them film it and, like, just watching them reset everything and go to, like, you can't hear what they're saying, you know, and you're 30 feet away. And um, my wife certainly wasn't very happy that I just kind of went off in the middle. You know, it was, I think it was like seven in the morning one day. I just kind of woke up and just left like seven in the morning and we just kind of sort of discussed that i was going and i was just like all right bye I left at seven in the morning left her home alone like all day with the kid <laughs> it's just like i'm nice just doing husband. this bye getting... and she was like well i could have come like i don't like the show but like i like kingston <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh yeah i was on set i love that show sorry period dramas continue my bad tangent it's all good no no i am a total squirrel i follow um yeah. no so i'm definitely like period dramas um God, uh, my brain's just like guilty pleasures, bad action movies. Um, I love, nice. yeah. Um, and then, like the, have you seen any of the WWE film ones? Those are great suggestions. No, no, but I will look them bad. up just for you. <laughs> yes, please do. They're hilariously bad. Kevin, backing up. Some of them are actually pretty good, but most of them bad. They're mostly bad. I, I do. God, I'm gonna end up buying it. Um, one of the Marine sequels has Becky yes. in it. Yes, that's it's who? really good. Who's uh, in it? Sorry, just Becky Lynch. Oh. Which is okay. currently my favorite everything. The, the Marine right. series in general, actually, as a whole, all six films, pretty damn good. I love it. You guys are awesome. And the last but not least, um, and I do not apologize for this one, but I am obsessed with fan fiction. 
Nice. Um, I read a lot of audiobooks. I, I, you know, I listen to audiobooks. I read books. I am an educated human. I still listen, like I read fan fiction most nights before bed or in general. Um, a lot of the authors I know have actually published books now. Um, and they're just, they're fantastic. But I, I've always, I love watching a show. And then my brain will go off on a tangent and I'll be like, I have to go see if somebody's written this shit, <laughs> please. <laughs> and if they don't, I'm like, somebody needs to write this storyline, please. Um, I have hilarious. written fiction is not any good, but um, it is, it's, yeah, it's my baby. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think we can call this an episode. Uh, but or, before, or three. Uh, or five. But before we go, let's play that little game of work. We can find you on the internet. And Richard, where can we find you, sir? Um, not really active too many places. Uh, I podcast every once in a while, I guess, with you guys here or on the uh, Pop Culture Pub. Uh, every once in a while on my buddy's podcast, um, uh, Graveyard Shift. Uh, which is a horror podcast uh, where they review horror movies. Um, other than that, I admin some some vegan groups, uh, and I admin a bunch of electric vehicle groups <laughs> on Facebook, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Excellent. Good grief. Uh, Lillian, where can we find you? All right. So I'm still kind of up in the air. Start a podcast, then have yeah, about ADHD, and then really ADHD squirrel in life don't make it but anyways um you can find me on twitter um a squirrel says what uh, and then at the same time on the facebook group a squirrel says what okanagan style we're still just getting things going just the fun of it but you know why not excellent and kevin where can we find you sir all right you can find me on most social media including tiktok um at mask library masklibrary.com is the home blog and in addition to my voice on this podcast, uh, I also am one of the podcasts over on the Retro Network. I have Hellion's Talks, which is a usually one-on-one, sometimes two-on-one, weekly interview series, bloggers, podcasters, wrestlers, comic creators, all sorts of cool people on there. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. And you can find me here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. All right, so on behalf of Lillian, Kevin, and Richard, my name is Chris, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Geek Fallout Reloaded Fall 2021. And we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. Bye.